0: talk live welcome to the program here phones are open and you can join us here the uh, number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 coming up uh the survey is in from gallup and it shows that americans this year consider the government to be the number one problem in america
1: all americans
0: well uh, no, but overall, the, uh, the the largest group of people responding to Gallup's latest poll named the government slash poor leadership as the m- number one most important problem. I just meant like in the it's, U.S.
1: I don't know. It's it's not just some group of like a college students or something. I don't know something like that.
2: Uh, No, uh, this is, I believe, of all Americans, at least of those who were polled. But they're missing the point. You shouldn't go to the government if you want good leadership. If you want good leadership, go go to your priest or a pastor or a community leader or something like that. Government, they're rulers. They're not leaders. And there's this huge difference between the two. Citing that the government is a problem because we have terrible leaders, that's like saying the police are a problem because they have terrible hot dogs for sale. Okay, well, these are fundamentally different things. If you go to the police station expecting to buy hot dogs, you are going to have a bad time. And if you go to the government expecting good leadership, you're also going to have a bad time.
1: You tell them when you want to buy bacon, they're going to shoot you.
0: It is uh, something affecting both uh, Republicans and Democrats. We can talk about the details of this poll coming up here in moments. Uh, it's, but first, I, I want to get into where you and I went today, Bonnie, along with, I would say, according to Chris Wade, who counted over 40 people uh, who attended what was essentially the kind of the sentencing hearing. I mean, it's a it's a civil case. So it's library, uh, the the cryptocurrency corporation that has created the library protocol, the token, the, the, the whole platform thing. The platform that
2: allows yeah. you to share media content yeah. and, just, and just all sorts of content online for free in a torrented, decentralized way. It's a gift to humanity. Yeah, it's been
0: a really uh, great piece of, software uh the protocol is the library media sharing protocol and as you said it allows you to share media including video including audio including pdf files including pretty much anything i think that you want to upload yeah and uh, it's immune
2: to censorship that that's its biggest feature it's not just resistant to censorship in the way that like gap or parlor or whatever is it's completely immune you have to take out the entire library network if you want to censor something from library yeah i
1: I use Odyssey, which is uh, the library it uses the library pro- protocol, I think is the way that they like to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watch David Icke videos on there all the time that you can't get on YouTube or even when you just Google them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff you can find on Odyssey that you can't find anywhere else. Uh, but Odyssey is a separate kind of animal to some extent. And that came up in the hearing today. I want to get right. into that uh, because that was really like a, a, an important part of this hearing today. But the hearing today was uh I mean, I use this, the term sentencing but it's that's not exactly the right term sentencing happens at a criminal trial this it's is It's the punishment
2: the, phase yeah, though, right This
0: is the civil equivalent of it it is uh, what they call the settlement
1: Settlement that's which right.
0: is sort of a dis settlement's got a kind of a misleading connotation to it when you settle a case generally it's something you do before a verdict happens right like and it's generally
2: by agreement right Right.
0: yeah settlement is usually like okay the parties agree to settle prior to going to actually having to spend the money to go to trial it saves money on both sides because you don't have to pay the attorneys to go through a whole trial so they've been through the trial that happened
2: well sort of right they The judge opted to not give them a trial, if That's I recall correct. correctly. And he was like, nope, uh, you're guilty. I'm going to declare that you're guilty.
0: Yeah, it was some sort of declarative judgment or something like that. I'm not sure what the exact terminology was. but
2: Which means that they did not, in fact, get to exercise their right to a trial. They were, in right. fact, denied their right to a trial.
0: Well, the statement was, and I forget who told me this after the the hearing today, but somebody said the reason why there was no trial was because both sides agreed on the facts and a jury would be a group of people that has to judge facts, not the law. And so since both sides agreed to the facts of the case, it was only a question of law. And so therefore it would not have made any sense to go to a jury trial because they don't get to judge the law. And I mean, so- that's
2: true if you set up a, a monopoly game where the bankers are ultimately the ones who set all the rules and to determine what is and isn't against the rules, which is what we have here. Jury nullification yes. would be an important aspect of this. Mm. But if you go yeah. into it assuming that the jury cannot say, uh, no, library did nothing wrong, uh, case dismissed, then you, I mean, you, you just start from square one where they're already guilty. That's you have point. to have jury nullification on the table yeah right, and, right and it was that. Chris
1: that told you that and he went to the last hearing so mm. it's, it's pretty legit probably about it's what so- they discovered discussed
2: yeah it sounds like the American legal system so it does, I, yeah.
0: I believe that I believe it so the library has, as you pointed out this uncensorable still does library is uh, as a protocol which is just a you know software essentially or a, a series of commands out there uh, uh, that anyone can utilize in order to create a platform you could write your own protocol. software that uses correct.
2: the library protocol
0: correct so i don't know why
2: you'd want to but you could
0: yeah well because the existing software is pretty good and it does what it says it's going to do and that's of course why they've been going after libraries because it is a threat to the status quo of centralized platforms like youtube uh, giving them competition without you know having the same megatech corporation level business behind it Libraries is a much smaller business uh, they started out by pr- what they call doing a pre-mine, which means that, as I understand it, in the the world of cryptocurrency, when they were launching the library blockchain, they mined it
2: themselves first for a while. They didn't let anybody else in. So to- does Satoshi Nakamoto? I did, mean, did he strictly speaking like the first eighty blocks were mined by Satoshi or something? Yeah, but that's that probably just
0: because no one else had gotten their miner together yeah. to uh, to do it. I I don't know if there's really like a pre. I don't think I would call Bitcoin
2: pre mined like yeah. that, but like it's effectively the same. Uh, I mean, as I understand it, he put it out there
0: when it when the network went live. And so. I don't
2: understand why they have to, why would they would have to prove. It. I'm sure there's some insane technical reason, but it seems like they could just create a wallet. And just give themselves eighty thousand or eight hundred thousand library tokens. That that was what they want to do instead of going through the process of actually pre-mining it. But I, I don't, I don't know.
0: know how all that works. But in this case, uh, if you're the only miner, then you get all the you get all the blocks, right? So yeah. that's just sort of the way that pre-mines are done. For listeners that don't know, when uh, you're mining cryptocurrency, you're in competition generally with every other miner that's out there. And only one miner is going to quote-unquote mine the block. They're the the one that will find the the block. They're going to mine that block. And the block, for listeners that don't know, is a block of transactions. And that block of that data goes onto the blockchain, which is this sort of uninterrupted chronological list of transactions uh, or a, a ledger, if you will, of transactions that started at the very beginning and goes up to right now. And it has right? a
1: it has a math question associated with it and the miners are all basically uh, all day working on trying to solve the question and whoever gets the answer first gets the
0: Right. So money. if it's the it's like, only miner, you're gonna get all the answers. Yeah. You're gonna be the one.
2: It's like a bus
1: where like you don't want just
2: one person on the bus because that's just a tremendous waste of money. So you don't want just one transaction in the block or one person in the bus, so to speak. You want to wait until it's got enough people on it that it's worthwhile to drive the bus to point B. And the same is true in in these blocks. That's why they do blocks instead of per transaction. You save up enough blocks, you get enough people on the bus, and then suddenly it makes sense for the bus to travel to point B. So, ideally, there should be some sort of balance between, okay, we need enough people on the bus to make this worth our while, but we also don't need so many that we're just sitting here waiting forever, and then the bus never actually departs because we're trying to cram 500 people on the bus, and there's just not that many who want to go. Right?
1: Um, is the reason why that they would pre-mine possibly, this is just me speculating, is it possibly because they wanted to make sure that everything was working before they put it out to the public or something?
2: That's a valid hypothesis.
1: It mean,
0: could be. Uh, look, I don't think there's anything wrong with a pre No, I don't think no, there's were, anything
1: wrong with it. I'm just Right, But uh, there's a why. lot of
0: people out there who, who say, whoa, pre-mine, whoa, you're uh, bad.
1: If they were upfront about know.
0: it, who
2: cares? Yeah, yeah, they and
0: they were, yeah. from all that I could tell. It's like, look, y'all created this. You... You get first dibs. You know, you can get your pre mine in. That, that's totally fine. It, and there's, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. And
2: there should be some sort of incentive for people who develop new technologies and cryptocurrencies right. to get something out of it. Right. And
0: And so, the
1: judge also said today, like, they were out on Front Street with everything they did.
0: He did say that. The judge in this particular case, uh, you know, is obviously not a good person because he ruled against Library. Who right? was the judge? Uh, Barbadoro is his name. He's okay. the same guy that put uh, Chris Cantwell in prison for no reason. Yeah. So this guy you know made himself look like he was being really
2: fair today he
0: lots
1: of bureaucrat laughing which is my least favorite thing on earth
2: what about a bureaucrat laughing i didn't catch that
1: there was just lots of bureaucrat laughing today like he'd be like oh well i see the blah 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 this technical (laughs) and then like the crowd would laugh with him and i was not laughing it's like you don't laugh with a stupid bureaucrat that's during someone's life and having fun doing it
2: yeah, yeah, ruining someone's life is exactly right. I'm sure. I'm sure Jeremy Kaufman, the CEO of Library, I believe, will, will be fine. I mean, his life won't be ruined, but they are destroying the, his business.
0: Is not going to be fine.
2: No, they, they're destroying the thing that he created. That's right, and that's that's devastating. Whether he survives and recovers or not,
1: he looked really sad today. I felt bad for him. Also, he like turned completely red at one point. He was like really upset about something that was going on. Something that the SEC was lying about his business. So he went up to his lawyers and was like you know, trying to explain this to them. And he was like, oh, he looked so mad. I felt really bad for him.
2: I'm sorry to hear it. Yeah. Uh.
0: So the hearing today was what they called the settlement uh, phase or the penalty phase or whatever. And so in this case, they had uh, three things that they needed to go through. One was the SEC was requesting an injunction. And this was a big chunk of the day today. It was, And it was about a, almost a two-hour long hearing. The SEC wants to enjoin or have an injunction issued against not just library, which, of course, as the judge pointed out, is no longer going to exist, the company, library, the software, library is open source, there's no way to stop it. The blockchain exists all around the planet, so like that's not going away.
2: Now it needs a DAO, though, in order to survive. I would imagine. Yeah,
0: and I didn't have a chance to ask Jeremy about about you know what the potential future would be, and I may, he may not want to talk about it quite yet. And I think
1: that they're going to tell him he can't do anything like that, right?
0: I don't know if he personally would be prohibited from continuing to work on the software. It's just library as a company can no longer exist. And library as a company is going to get be subject to what is called a disgorgement, which horrible word I believe I just today. means we're going to pull from you all that we possibly can. Whatever life possibly li- lives in this company will be disgorged into the government. Now there's not much left because library, as was pointed out in their uh, one of their court filings recently is bankrupt they have uh they have no money left they have
2: uh, well, no they
0: didn't employees file b-
1: bankruptcy yet
2: no they haven't
0: but yet they but said they said they
1: were quote unquote broke
2: yeah. well you only file bankruptcy if you have debtors and debts that you cannot pay right yes you, you don't file it just because you're broke That's and as true. i understand it with library the only debtor they had that they may not be able to pay is would odyssey. be the u.s government
0: oh or odyssey because they loaned money to odyssey when odyssey got started now, of course, there's no chance they're going to pay that back to Odyssey, and Odyssey itself is Wait, also Odyssey
1: loaned money to them.
0: No, library owned money to uh, loan loaned money to Odyssey.
2: So, in theory, Odyssey may or may not be required to pay that back. I, I don't know, and it's. It's up to, I mean, Jeremy Kaufman or the CEO or whatever it is at library could probably say, look, we, we forgive that debt. You don't yeah. owe that to us. Right.
0: Uh, now, what is that going to mean for the federal government? I don't know. There's still.
1: I, I was going to say, I think the SEC was trying to argue today. I don't know for sure, but I think they were trying to argue that that would be ill-gotten funds. So it would be ill-gotten so the library or Odyssey couldn't keep it.
0: Yeah, basically the SEC is trying to go after Odyssey at this point. They see them as a quote-unquote successor to library, even though they're not... That's fundamentally
2: not true. I mean, it's a spawn Mm -hmm. of library, certainly, and more like a child than a successor. It's not like a direct product of library. The two are completely distinct entities. One is a web front that accesses... The library protocol. One is an organization that created the library protocol, and the library program that uses said protocol. Yeah, and
0: that's uh, basically part of the argument from library side was, yeah, Odyssey did start as you know under the auspices of library, but library cut it loose. During the summer of 2021, they had some of their employees go over to Odyssey, but the employees that are at Odyssey aren't working on the library protocol. They're working on Odyssey-related yeah, things. Right. And uh, Odyssey, while it can interface with library, the protocol, it is not the primary way. Now, they didn't make this point real heavy during this, uh, this hearing, but uh, Odyssey, when you call up a video from Odyssey, you're not, it's not coming in on the library protocol because it's too slow. The library protocol is the backup. So, Odyssey has its content on content delivery network servers. This is what Jeremy Kaufman said in a statement last year. Odyssey is not a 100% blockchain operation. Odyssey takes money in dollars. When you do a subscription on Odyssey for 3 bucks a month or whatever it is, that's coming in in dollars through the Stripe credit card charging uh, platform. So, Odyssey tipping, that's in dollars. Ah, uh, there are library tokens that you can you can still send to people. Those those do exist on the Odyssey platform, but it is not the front and center. It is not, uh, you know, being used for some sort of investment purposes. It's not being used as a, you know, uh, a quote unquote security in and, any way, shape, or form.
1: And they don't need library. It could be correct. There's another thing the judge even said he understood uh, already that it could, in theory, be run on any other protocol or blockchain.
0: He did acknowledge that. Yeah. So the judge. To his credit, is at least seems to be somewhat cognizant of how blockchain and these things are working. Like m- way more so than the judge in the Crypto Six case was. This guy seems to have studied it to to some extent. Of course, that's what this case is all about. Is well, he had how, to right, right. Is how blockchain. Oh,
1: well, it's functions. what our case was all about too. We just. Doesn't care. Not as much. Well, really, it wasn't
2: as much. Besides but. all of that, no matter how much the guy studies it, th- this is the problem with the American system, right? You cannot be an expert in everything. No, There's no way for this judge to be enough of an expert in Nazis threatening right. one another across you know state lines that he can also be an mm-hmm. expert in video sharing protocols. It's so and- funny. I
1: was thinking the same thing today. I was like, wait, when Ian said that it was the same guy that put Chris Cantwell in prison, I'm just like, this guy can't be an expert on anything.
2: Well, I mean, he could be, certainly, but not on—and it's possible to be an expert on multiple things. But this American system, it seems to require this judge to be an expert, to be qualified to make Mm -hmm. extremely nuanced decisions on any topic that comes before him. Whether it's a Nazi who said something mean to another Nazi, or whether or not a video-sharing protocol is a security—
1: None of that makes any sense. Well, at the same time, who cares if they are uh, experts anyway? Because like Seth they frame the prosecutor in Ian's case is a First Amendment expert.
2: Well, I would like, if someone is going to make a decision about whether or not library credits are securities, I want that person to be an expert in cryptocurrency and securities.
1: Well. The judge in your case, and I don't know why you would say it has nothing to do with blockchain, considering before we went into trial, the judge had to decide if Bitcoin is funds. And he just out of hand was like, yeah, it's funds. Uh, Blockchain uh, is the third party. Duh. I'm pretty sure I'm not. I'm not that old.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that he didn't have any decisions to make about blockchain, but a lot of the allegations in the Crypto Six case weren't related specifically to how blockchain works, with the exception of Money Transmitter. After uh, he
1: decided Bitcoin is funds, well, After he didn't that, decide he that. Copied he
0: copied another judge's opinion right. on that
1: one. Well, he, and
2: there's lots of legal, and I hate it. I disagree, but there's tons of legal precedent saying, "Well, Bitcoin is my, This is why Anessa made me so angry because she was like, "Look, all of these people say this." Yeah, and. Yeah ultimately she's right but like all of these judges are wrong of course is the right. point
0: all of them have been wrong about this and judges just say what other judges have said as citation for why they can say what they're saying so if other judges were wrong and the current judge says the same thing then he's backed he up by said the other it's judges his
1: opinion though he was like it's fun to- that's
0: by definition i mean everything in law is an opinion
1: he said it's his opinion well,
0: correct that's uh that's his he is the court And it is the court's opinion that Bitcoin is funds. The court is incorrect about that opinion, but that's what they believe. Well, I I certainly argue... If we get a chance to to somehow argue that in the appeal, then hopefully we'll be able to do that.
2: I would certainly agree. I don't believe that Bitcoin is funds. I understand the judge believes it is, and other judges believe it is. I just, I disagree, right? Right. But ultimately, as, as we learned and as we knew going into it, the judge is the one who gets to make that decision. It's not its not Arya's decision to mm-hmm. make whether or not Bitcoin is money. And i I don't feel like I'm any more qualified to make that decision than anyone else. However, I do know quite a bit about cryptocurrency, and I've learned a lot about economics and just money in general. And all of these things together, I don't believe Bitcoin qualifies as money.
1: How about just the fact that there's not a freaking law about it like there's no law about nope, bitcoin sure being a fund it's just something just some judges judge. have decided and yep. judges aren't supposed to make laws well there is now
2: it was amended to nope. the existing law in 2021 nope still
0: doesn't talk about it uh, my attorney
2: said it did. Yeah, uh, that's one way to interpret it but okay. uh, see it comes right back to interpretation then yeah. doesn't it yeah, yeah. yeah doesn't it even like use the term
0: no the terminology if i recall correctly that they added was um
2: it gets all really complicated anyway. It's not,
0: they don't use the term virtual currency. They don't use the term cryptocurrency. It's like digital assets, sub- substitution for a currency or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so the you know substitution not- of
2: value. I, I think I, yeah.
1: No, it's so stupid. I've never been like here's my. I've never even thought of cryptocurrency like that. This is just my substitution for a dollar. No, I'm giving you cryptocurrency, and you're giving me something else. You could make
0: the argument that a stable coin would fit that particular definition, as it literally is pretending to be the thing well, it's well, supposedly backed by. Well, if that's money, by. then
2: if that's money, then a check is money. If I write money a check for a hundred dollars, that check is therefore money. Oh because yeah, because subsu-
0: that would fit the definition. But it's not money. <laughs> but it is. It is in reference to dollars specifically. The the definition of money. I can money see that would is, being a
1: substitution for money
0: yeah that's called a uh, instrument in that case the word for a check in the world of uh, legal land is instrument right and i would buy that monetary instrument
2: but it itself i would argue is not no it represents
0: the the money yeah but the money itself is just representation of debt i mean the federal reserve notes themselves that's all they are so anyway uh library is uh, so again they were facing the potential for an injunction and the injunction was the SEC wants the judge to uh, enjoin not just library, but its successors, assigns, agents, like this whole laundry list of, of people that are somehow connected to library. And they're arguing that Odyssey is the successor to library. Now, library's counter argument was that Odyssey is not going to, and the judge seems to acknowledge this. Library did not hand over its assets not that it has any to hand over, but it didn't hand over its stock to uh, to Odyssey. It didn't hand over you know key intellectual property to Odyssey or anything like that So the library is saying no Odyssey is not our successor. Odyssey is a spin-off we we cut them loose you know they they were part of a uh, library in the past but now they're their own separate company. By the way, their own separate company that is also not doing well financially. So if you want to support Odyssey, you probably should sub, should buy their subscribership uh, thing. They've got like a way that you can pay a monthly fee to... I mean, support otherwise they're they going to end
2: up selling ads space They already like have that.
0: that. <sighs> they already have ads. Uh, but the, even with the ads, it's not working out.
1: That's weird. I haven't right? even ever noticed an ad on my app.
0: Well, you probably Uh, use an ad block. Maybe it's not in the app. Maybe it's not in the app, but if you go to the website, you'll you'll see it there. Just Uh, more
2: evidence that this ad based model isn't going to work in the current times. So they want this uh, injunction. The
0: judge says he doesn't want to enjoin people who weren't parties to the case. So he is reticent to do this. However, he has not yet made up his mind in this particular case. The case is under advisement, and uh, they're going to jump through some more hoops legally, so it still isn't over yet uh, for Library and Odyssey. There's more coming up. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs...
3: You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of
0: You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com. It is Free Talk Live. You can join us here and bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. We are giving you details on today's hearing in Federal Court, New Hampshire. Uh, Bonnie and I were there as well as over 40 people which is the largest turnout I have seen in years.
2: Yeah, I just saw the picture, and I was shocked by how many people came out for this.
0: Yeah, me too. I was really glad to see uh, that many people coming out, because like I said, I haven't seen this many people in any free-stater court hearing since Adamo Freeman had his trial in Manchester uh, for quote-unquote wiretapping, where we filled the entire Manchester uh, courtroom with probably fifty to sixty people
1: except they didn't stand for the judge the,
0: the people in Manchester did not stand for the the judge today the majority of the audience sadly did uh, the rules stand are different in judge. federal
1: court man
0: no no they're really not um well, I, I,
1: I never got yelled at once for not standing for me and Chris and Uh, I don't remember, but there's still a a persistent
0: belief amongst people that if you don't do what the court wants you to do, that the judge will rule in a certain way, right? Like so, people are afraid they're going to hurt their friend by not standing for uh, for the judge. In my case, it's my religious uh, belief to to not stand for another man, right? Like you're just a man, you're wearing you're wearing a robe, and there's a bunch of men that'll follow your orders. But to me. You're just another man. I don't so.
2: believe that most judges are that capricious. Maybe at this at the city level, you might find some judge who's the, just that shallow and that I've never seen it in New Hampshire. Yeah. Uh,
0: I've seen it in Massachusetts. I've seen um, some people get pretty upset down there, but in New Hampshire, I've never seen it happen.
2: I suspect it's pretty rare, right? Because yeah. their entire job is to disregard everything else except the facts and to make the best determination they can based on the facts. It, Being upset because friends of the defendant didn't stand for you or whatever, it's sort of the opposite of what the judge is supposed to do.
0: Uh, By the way, if you want to join the show again, the number 603-283-6160 can bring up anything you want to discuss here. And uh, we're going to continue with uh, with this topic because it's a pretty important one. Library is this uh, media sharing protocol. It is an unstoppable media sharing protocol. They can shut this company down, and they're going to. That's what's coming. There's no way around that. Like that is that's. How do going they have the
2: authority to shut down a company? How does that work? They're
0: out of business at this point. They. I they understand are, that. And that's without even having the judgment against them as far as the monetary amount that has yet to be decided. That's what's coming after today's hearing. They have to decide the so-called disgorgement, which is, as I understand, the word I'd never heard before. But as I understand it, that's like them reaching in and pulling out whatever they possibly can. Even Which is though- so
1: weird because it's like there was three points they were gonna talk about today. One was the enjoin injoin injunction. injunction, sorry. And the second one was disgorgement, then the third one was penalty. So they're gonna disgorge them and then penalize, and penalize them. them. And the judge even was like, How are we gonna get blood from a stone? And Correct. the SEC kinda talked him down from that. He was like, Oh yeah, it's probably gonna be about fifty thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, so, the, so that would have been for the penalty phase. The judge said he is inclined to give what is considered a tier one penalty. So I guess this is some sort of SEC case or whatever resolving tier. Okay. Uh, so there's tier one is the lowest tier. But so SEC was
1: asking for like... Tier, three. tier two,
0: tier, th- tier three, yeah, whatever those would be. I don't know what those mean, okay? But well, the, the
2: prosecutors the, always ask yeah, for more. The right. judge
0: did say he was thinking of around th- uh, fifty thousand dollars for a tier one penalty. Now, if that's all that it was, library might actually be able to survive this thing.
2: Yeah, but they don't. Do they have fifty thousand no, dollars? They don't. But they could probably raise it. They probably could. But that's not all.
0: This is going to be. They're going to probably hit them for, uh, you know, $14 million in so-called disgorgement or whatever. Good I work. mean, they also
1: have another, uh, however long it takes them to... We didn't get into it yet, so sorry, I'm kind of skipping ahead. But uh, they're going to ha- force them to do more discovery, so more interviews with their employees, more looking into their... Uh, accounting and stuff like that and that's going to cost them more time with their lawyers right. so it's going to be more than fifty thousand dollars no matter what
0: oh yeah right so like they've already spent hundreds of thousands if not millions on attorney's fees and things like that in this case so they're they're done the, the company is is done they haven't paid their employees since december 2nd i believe was was testified to uh in court today and there was a document that was filed to that extent in fact library's attorney said at the end of the day today is like well look judge you know even if you Uh, order this discovery that he's considering ordering them to jump through. Because basically the government wants to know more about what they spent money on. So they said, well, if you spent money on paying something to Jeremy Kaufman... And he wasn't supposed to get paid or whatever. Like, if you were going to... That's know, not
2: the government. That's Library and its shareholders. I don't think it's a public company, but that's Library and its employees' business.
0: No, no. Everything is the SEC's business right now. Well, they certainly they would need like to find think Every so. dime that the... Uh, they need to account for every dime or every Satoshi uh, that Library has moved through in the last couple of years. They need and, to
1: disgorge them.
0: So they can disgorge it. But that's so absolutely
2: insane. It, That's
0: what they want to do. At though. this
2: company that I work for, you know my, my primary job, it's not the government's business if the company goes, all right, let's give Aria a $5,000 bonus. That's never happened, but if they do... If they're being sued by the government, it is their business. Well, no, The government will claim it's their business. I mean, you and I don't think that they
0: it should be their business. We right, don't think the government company. should exist. But they're not private. They're a corporation, and they're being sued. And so the SEC has now won the lawsuit... And part of winning this lawsuit is this quote-unquote disgorgement, which is to say that any money that has been improperly paid out in a way that, let's say, like, they wouldn't just cut a check to Jeremy, right? The, right. the theory is that the company would buy a thing and Jeremy would somehow get access to the thing and then could sell the thing to make money, right? I think right? the word like they
1: some, used was funnel, like they want to funnel, make sure it's yeah. not funneled to right. any uh, top dogs so in that's their company.
0: excuse for demanding more discovery remember they've already gone through discovery they've gone through that's part of the early stages of a civil trial when you uh when you get into a civil trial there's like interrogatories where we have to sit down and answer questions there's discovery where one side asks for the others to provide all the emails and provide all the documents and provide jump through all these ridiculous hoops uh we don't usually have to deal with that in a uh, criminal case but there's a there's reams of this stuff in, oh, in I can only case. imagine. Yeah. I'm, so now, at the end, right when they thought this was the end of the trial, they thought uh, Jeremy Kaufman was advertising this as the final hearing. Nope. Now there's another one on Monday. Uh, but uh, this was supposed to be this maybe the final in-person hearing.
1: It's gonna be Zoom.
0: But but you know, it's still going. They figured they were going to get some sort of a, a uh, determination today, but no, the judge still needs to make further determinations. He needs to he needs to order this discovery maybe, and then he's going to look at the discovery and determine what the disgorgement can be and then whether or not there's going to be a tier one penalty and whether or not he's going to write an injunction and who that injunction could possibly enjoin. So all of this stuff is still up in the air. Though, to the judge's credit, he says he's inclined he's disinclined to order an injunction against odyssey so that makes
2: sense odyssey is not part of the lawsuit
0: it does make sense whether or not that's the end how it ends up still is remaining to be seen but the sec wants to destroy odyssey the sec is arguing that odyssey is part of library or a successor to library and so therefore should be enjoined uh in this injunction which would quote unquote require them to so-called follow the law
2: now there was odyssey has never made a security now i would argue that library hasn't either but odyssey certainly has never made and an asset of any type. Nope.
0: And what, the SEC has not sued them for that.
2: Right, because they haven't made one. So what possible standing could the SEC have to... They're just saying they're connected. It's not a security. They're, it's not a currency. No. It's not an asset. It's, they're just saying o- they're connected. It's just a website.
0: They're just saying they're connected, and so therefore we get money from them too. Well, that's insane. That's what they want. And of course, Odyssey doesn't have any money either. They are essentially out of money. They're in the, the black... Or sorry, they're in the red... Uh, and they're not doing, not doing so hot. There are people I don't think are even getting paid, uh, right now either. But there was one big takeaway that I made a note here about, and this is something the judge did want people to know that was maybe misunderstood about his ruling. And I thought it was pretty important. And that it was that he, when he made his ruling that library was a security, what he was saying was, wasn't that the token itself is a security. Meaning that if you had library tokens, which you wouldn't be allowed to do this because you're on uh, bail conditions, as as am I. But if you weren't on those conditions... Last
2: I checked, I did have some LBC, though. And I mean, that's been more than two years. So I may not still have it, but I thought I did.
0: Yeah. Whether you even have access to the wallet again is another question. But let's say that you're off your restrictions and you want to sell that LBC on some exchange or sell it directly to Bonnie or something like that. Sure. The judge is saying that would not be a security. That is not just simply having library tokens and selling those or buying those library tokens is not engaging in a security. And that was one thing that was not, I guess, clear from his ruling before because it sounded like, oh, my God, every token is now a security based on what this judge has said. What he said was it was the, quote, offerings of the token. That were the, quote-unquote, security offerings, a.k.a. a, quote, investment contract. That's what he was ruling. Just that
1: initial offering.
0: Well, I don't know if it was an initial offering or if it was an ongoing offering, but it was the fact that Library, the corporation, was purportedly, and again, I have not seen the evidence in the case. I don't know what they presented, but the claim from the SEC was because... Library allegedly made, at some point, someone in library or even someone outside of library made the claim that, well, we think these these tokens are going to go up in value. It was like someone on Reddit, right? So That was one thing I heard about, yeah. Like a
1: former employee on Reddit was one of the things they used for evidence that library claims that it will go up in value.
0: But basically, any post they made at any point that might have even suggested that the tokens could go up in value would have been attributed to be, oh, oh, this is a security. You're telling people they could make money on this token because you guys are going to do things to make it more valuable by building this network, building this platform, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So that was the big thing that the judge wanted people to know today, is that whatever he comes out with, as far as an order in this case is supposedly going to clarify his ruling to say that it was just the quote unquote offerings of the tokens. So the way that those tokens were sold was what he was saying was a so-called security, which again, I don't believe in this security nonsense to me. It's like I don't see how selling a token even with a promise attached to it could be considered a investment contract, right? Like a contract to me sounds like you That's are presenting fine. me Something you're presenting me like an actual agreement, and you're saying that in return for this amount of money, we're going to give you these tokens, and we're going to see that they increase in value, or we will try our best to increase. Well, that is a
2: that is a contractual agreement. You give me X, and in return, I will give you Y.
0: Yeah, but but I think that's that's what I'm describing as a contractual agreement. But if it's just somebody on the internet saying, "Hey, we think these things are going to go up in value. We think if you want to buy them, here's how you buy them." I don't feel like that's in a, a contract.
1: Even someone saying these are going to go up in value because they have like the intelligence to see that they probably will, and maybe even being wrong shouldn't become make that a contract with someone else. You know?
2: Yeah. Uh, but that's what the, the judge internet. decided it was. He I don't agree it was that a it's contract. a security because I don't know what securities and all of that crap is, and it. it it gets to the point where you know all you can do is really roll your eyes at all the terms used, but yeah. I could I could see how an initial coin offering of whatever description could qualify as a contract. I could see that.
0: Well, if you can see that, then that's why the judge uh, ruled against library in this particular case. Well, I don't it's know if
2: that's enough. Are, to, yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's enough to justify the ruling against library, and I, I would certainly argue mm-hmm. that it's not. And as you point out, even. Even if it is a contract, I don't see what business that is of the SEC. I
1: was going to say, it's not like any of the three of us believe the SEC has any kind of right to exist or no. close down businesses. So,
2: But if I tell people, hey, you know, give me $50 and I will give you a sheet of paper that will ultimately be worth $100, I am sort of forming a, an agreement with you that if you give me X, then in return, I will give you Y. But that's not what they said, right? They said that the thing could go up in value.
0: Right, could right? is very different from will. We think that it will go. We would like to believe that it will go up in value. Well, that's not a guarantee or anything like that. And another thing the judge pointed out today that I thought was really interesting was that this was the first that he was aware of, and the SEC didn't correct him on this, so it may be true, this was the first ever case regarding a token or cryptocurrency or an ICO, an initial coin offering, that had to do with no fraud. Meaning that there have been other cases that the SEC has brought against these fraudulent companies that were just straight up not even – they didn't have what they were offering, right? Like there's sure. been a ton of these things where somebody cooks up some sort of token and they say, we've got this great magical you know, uh, program idea that we're going to launch. And They never wrote a line of code. They don't have anything behind the scenes. There's Those were nothing. so
2: popular in like 2017, 2018, I think.
0: Yeah, just straight up lies, straight up, you know, misdirection, misinformation. This is the first time the judge says the SEC has brought a case or won a case against a company who was not also committing fraud. So he was pointing out that library didn't do anything dishonest. That there's no actual fraud claims in this case. And the SEC ad- admitted, yep, yeah, we're not we're not alleging any fraud. We're just saying, you didn't follow our rules. Even though Library said, we tried to follow your rules. We asked you what the rules were, and you wouldn't tell us what the rules were. And they, they did everything they could to comply with the SEC. In fact, to the point where Library is now saying publicly...
1: Yeah, I, I want to read the tweet. Okay, you've got it. So the SEC... Um, Brought in today, like, you know, in some paperwork printed out for him. They're like, we would like to read to you that this tweet that was tweeted by library at library.com, you know, their own official Twitter. Mm-hmm.
2: So tweets are now being entered into the register. I mean, it the oh, yeah,
1: happened to nobody before they tweeted. They showed where he tweeted. Let's get the guillotines. Mm-hmm. And uh, they right. were like, does this mean you want to kill people, politicians? They
0: brought my posts into uh, oh. filings before.
1: Well, anyway, so here it is. And uh, first of all, the judge said, I don't even know what person in library actually posted this and Jeremy Kaufman (laughs) raised raised his his hand (laughs) in court. So it's, quote, This is the biggest call we made wrong. We thought by being honest and open, the SEC would go after us last, but they actually went after us first because we made it easy. We cannot emphasize enough how important it is to obscure your activity from U.S. regulatory agencies.
2: I mean... It's not their fault that they that we live in this world where it's important to obscure your activities from regulatory agencies, preferably with the Decentralized Autonomous Organization. That way they have no Jeremy Kaufman or other figure to sue or to bring charges against. Yeah. However, Jeremy Kaufman and Library, they're not the ones who created these circumstances. They're just saying, hey guys, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. The best right. thing you can do is hide in the shadows.
1: And if they did hide and didn't do it well enough to where they got taken to court, they would be accused of, you know, like trying to skirt around the rules. You are either skirting around the rules or yeah. you're just openly breaking them according. You know, they'll they'll switch the situation. The SEC will cons- uh, to fit their narrative.
0: Yeah, you're screwed no matter what you do. So library is uh, according to the judge, they're going to be gone. The corporation itself is done for. Uh they also apparently have agreed to burn the pre mine. And I believe the number thrown around in court today was 400 million
2: Wow. I, I, I didn't get Wasn't catch that what that. it was? What does it mean, burn the pre mine?
0: So they pre mined, uh, apparently, I think it was 400 million. I'm surprised you didn't make, make a note of that because you no. were taking a lot of notes, Bonnie. But they, you know, before the blockchain went public, they mined, hun, you know, a few hundred million of their own tokens. Yeah. And they held on to that and they were going to do things like pay the bills, uh, pay their employees and, you know, give them away as well. Give away the tokens in addition to sell them. They have given away a lot of library tokens over the years. So whatever they have left of their original pre-mine, and I'm not sure what that number is, is going to be quote unquote burned. And usually that means that there's an address to which they can send that no one has access to.
1: How will the SEC confirm that? I'm not sure. How How is anyone going to know that no one has the keys?
0: I think it might just be like straight zeros or something like that. I'm not sure how that all works. There's probably some mathematical answer to that question that I don't know. Well, I mean, in but... theory,
2: you could just like create a wallet. This, this is a terrible idea and not copy down the seed phrases or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then just take a hammer to that phone or whatever device you've established the wallet on. And then it's gone forever. It's burned. Yeah, that's could be. I mean, I
0: guess in theory someone could randomly the odds that they could do it are, are like near to infin- infinitesimally slim, but in theory someone could randomly like generate that wallet. Well, otherwise again.
1: somebody would have gotten Satoshi Nakamoto's
2: Yeah.
0: Coins yeah. I was wondering about
1: that the other day like how if you
2: go to a, a brand new device and you install whatever wallet and it generates a new address for you, how does it know That wallet has never been used by anyone else. So, in theory. It's just the
0: odds are so, so, so slim. I don't know what they are, but they're like near to impossible. I
2: figured it does a check. It probably scans the blockchain for existing addresses that have been used. It doesn't. Well, what happens
0: if it it
1: messes up and it. It gives you someone else's keys. In
0: theory, that could happen. What the heck? But the odds are so, so slim. You could look it up somewhere. The odds are like one in a, a billion, million, trillion or something like Well, yeah, like every that.
2: single character in this increases the odds by yeah. like a, a 30th power or Yeah, and
0: there's like 30-something characters in a yeah. typical Bitcoin address. So it's like
2: 30 to the power of 30. So it's extremely unlikely, yeah. but not It's impossible. not impossible.
0: So anyway, the idea would be that you would you would send the coins to an impossible address, something that could not possibly be generated or whatever, there's a way to do it, okay, and sure. and, and in uh, Ethereum they do it all the time. Uh, Ethereum, for instance, whenever you pay a transaction fee nowadays, that's going to be burned. Uh, But that usually just means it goes to an address that no one has access to. So that's what they're supposedly going to do. That's how this is all going to come to an end, is those uh, tokens are going to be burned. And maybe that's one of the reasons why the library token's up 35% today. It shot up
2: in just the last 24 hours. Wouldn't it be more beneficial for the United States, for library, for humanity in general, to just like do an airdrop of these tokens, maybe, to, to everyone with a library credits wallet? I don't know. Or uh, any other solution that isn't, okay, well, we want to fine library, $80 billion, so let's have them light $80 billion on fire. It doesn't make fire. any sense. Yeah. That's
1: so true. In dollars, that would never happen. That's such a good point.
2: No, it's an insane way of looking at things. They
1: would never be literally light them on fire.
2: Yeah, just just distribute it to everyone if that's what you want to do. Just say, okay, could. these are all the wallets. Let's just distribute it evenly. They could. And yeah, sure, maybe it's only that. three lines li- of code that'd be done. Yeah. Three library credits per address or something like that, but no, that would be
0: more than that. Library credits are, are worth like less than two cents. Yeah, right but there's now. probably
2: tens of billions of library
0: addresses. I don't know about that.
2: At any rate, it, any solution is better than just sending them to a sinkhole.
0: Well, in theory, the sending them of to the sinkhole may be one of the reasons why the price is going up. Now, this uh, isn't yeah, it always
2: decreases true. supply. Well,
0: right. This the thing is, this isn't always true. A lot of times, the people in the crypto world will promote a certain feature uh, burning as a feature to their cryptocurrency. It's so, like, oh, well on every transaction we burn 1% of the transaction or whatever. There's different cryptos out there that, that advertise this. Why would
2: this be good? I think it's Deflationary?
0: Yeah, they call it a deflationary uh, cryptocurrency. The idea being that instead of the number going up over time of total uh, crypto, the number would be going down over time. Or just leave
2: it alone and let the market sort it out.
1: Yeah, Yeah. because it will deflate anyway for people losing their keys and stuff. Uh, That's what's kind of freaked me out about Bitcoin. It's like, what if everybody, one day, everybody's lost all their keys?
0: Well, everybody probably won't lose their (laughs) keys. But people do lose their keys. And that's uh, that's a fact. But my point is, for the cryptos that advertise this of like, we're going to lower the supply. We're going to burn all of our pre-mine. We're going to, you know, whatever it is it doesn't always result in higher prices. You would think it would, right? Because, well, lower supply means higher price, but that presumes the demand is still increasing, right? Like if, if this is some low-value token and you burn half of the supply of the low-value token, if no one's buying the token generally, then is it really going to matter? Like, for instance, Library only had $67,000 in trading uh, trading volume in the last 24 hours, Wow, that's it. Yeah, it's not even in the top. It's barely in the top one thousand cryptocurrencies right now. So, like, even though there's even though there's over six hundred million library credits in supply, it's not moving a lot. There's not a lot of action on the uh, of the actual tokens. So, so I don't think that you're going to see. Even though like half apparently of these tokens are going to be burned, I don't think you're going to see
2: the price double. But I could be wrong. No, I, I, don't I certainly don't think it'll double. As I mean, you said, the it'd be price great probably if it go did. up.
1: Yeah, there, there was conversation in the hallway before the hearing today where people were like, LBC's probably going to go up today. But my thought and is... it did. What if people... Uh, well, okay, yeah, but... Uh, That's some macabre. Forever, like if it keeps going. Well...
0: <laughs> it went up in the last hour.
1: I'm just saying, into the future, don't you think it'll probably go down because people will be like, they kind of took apart the business
0: it's hard to say i mean the the story of library is not over that's the thing here like this part is the only sure thing right now we know for sure the company is going to go away we don't know whether odyssey its spin off, and the alternative platform that the leading alternative in my mind to uh to youtube right now is going to go away that's still a question mark
1: but it's looking um, better for it today than it was this morning.
0: It is. I would say that's true. That's a fair takeaway from uh, from what we saw. I would say I'm optimistic that Odyssey will at the very least not be destroyed by the SEC in this moment. Whether the SEC brings a case against Odyssey next yeah. uh, is another question because they seem to have it out for them. And
1: the judge specifically said, if you want to uh, take this up with Odyssey, you're, you're always able to file your own yeah. new suit with Odyssey.
0: Uh, and there's more. We can share it. You can share your thoughts. It's Free Talk Live. Live. It is Free Talk Live. We are kicking off the second hour of the show. The phones are open and you can join us here. At the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by listeners like you on our AMPS program at amps.freetalklive.com. That's A-M-P-S.freetalklive.com. You can go there and you get signed up for as little as 5 bucks a month, and it helps us advertise, market, promote, and support Free Talk Live. If you appreciate the work that we do here, you can contribute directly to that work of spreading the message of freedom and peace and liberty and cryptocurrency every single night on broadcast radio and online as well you get some perks like access to the amp only podcast which has the full radio show without the recorded commercials and you can do that over at amps.freetalklive.com that's amps.freetalklive.com uh here tonight it's ian
1: it's bonnie and aria so if
0: you're just tuning in we've spent the first hour of the show we're going to get into economic uh, frustrations that americans are having right now the uh, american people are pissed at the government number one apparently there's a gallup poll that we're going to share with you coming up here but also they're upset about inflation number two understandably of course the government caused the inflation so that's all kind of one answer but we want to get uh, deeper into that but first we've been talking about a case that is co- kind of near and dear to our hearts here on free talk live considering we were one of the earliest adopters of the library protocol uh, for our video archives, we've been doing video streaming on this show for, I don't know, most of the last decade, I
2: think. Maybe the whole last decade. I know I've been using libraries since before. I mean, I lived in Mississippi when I used, started using library. Wow. I mean, since 2016, 2016? I think.
0: Yeah, I think we were around that, that time frame, 2016, 2017, somewhere in there. Uh, we found out about library because it was created here in New Hampshire by a free state project, Early Mover uh jeremy kaufman free state project of course is the migration of libertarian activists to come to new hampshire and try to make things better here and uh, it was introduced to us and it seemed like a no-brainer like this is a great idea we can decentralize video sharing and other things you can also upload audio to library it's a media sharing protocol pdfs oh yeah Yeah. protocol meaning that it is the lowest level Sort of programming that there is basically like HTTP, that thing that you see in front of every web URL that stands for Hypertext Transfer Protocol, I think. I think that's what it is. Um, And that's a protocol. The P on that is protocol. Uh, FTP is file transfer protocols. The internet is made up of these protocols. Which is just
2: procedures on how things communicate with one another. Yeah,
0: basically. So anybody can write software that uses the library protocol to facilitate people in, in uploading and sharing and downloading media files. And it, so it decentralizes that. It takes it out of the hands of the big tech corporations like YouTube or, you know, you fill in the blank, Twitter, whatever. And it puts it in the hands of the individual. It decentralizes the power. And so that, of course, is what Bitcoin and the blockchain did for money in 2009. And so what library does is it takes that power of blockchain and it decentralizes media sharing. Sort of like Bitcoin decentralized the power of money, that library does the same thing for the power of publishing, right? Yes. So that's, of course, why it's being targeted by the federal government, why the SEC is trying to destroy the library corporation and at this point has basically succeeded at destroying the library corporation. I mean, we're basically in the process right now of the the gutting or the quote unquote disgorgement, which is the actual legal term that they're using here to describe what they're about to do to the library corporation the definition now this isn't from a legal dictionary this is just dictionary.com of to disgorge is to eject or throw out from the throat mouth or stomach to vomit forth
1: wow you were right ian because whenever we were in court i was like what does that mean and ian said sounds like throwing up
0: To uh, definition two is to surrender or yield something, especially something illicitly obtained. That's going to be the more legal uh, definition. Uh, To three, discharge forcefully or as a result of force. So they are literally reaching into the belly of library and they are pulling any life that they can, anything that remains in this corporation, any value that they can suck out like a vampire, they're going to just take over. All of but it. that's
1: not the penalty because nope, that's
0: not even the penalty phase.
1: Yeah, because uh, they they own that they you know they deserve that from library.
2: And it's obvious why the government would want to do this. For mm-hmm. those who don't know, COVID nineteen was a thing that happened. And during the era of COVID nineteen, the pandemic at its height, you weren't allowed to say something that conflicted with the CDC mm-hmm. or its recommendations online. Facebook would kick you off. Twitter would kick you off. YouTube they would still kick will. you off. YouTube i don't know will. if they still
0: actively pre- are, we got a strike a few weeks ago we we were off streaming for a whole week because of it yeah
1: okay so, somebody else i listened to he he is on odyssey and i listened to him on odyssey but he also does youtube and just the other day he was like uh i only post any of my videos that mention you know the ouchie which is <laughs> he's talking about the vaccine on odyssey because otherwise i i'll get my third yeah. strike on YouTube. Off.
2: yeah so That's the world we live in right now. And apply that to any other issue, like the Ukraine war between Russia and Ukraine. If you speak out against Ukraine or whatever, if you point out that there are Nazis in Ukraine— it's just a matter of time before this apparatus that is the censorship apparatus, the ability of the government, and we know because of the Twitter files, look, I hate Elon Musk as much as... He, well, I don't hate him. I dislike Elon Musk as much as anyone out there. However, he did release the Twitter files, which mm-hmm. showed that the government came to Twitter and said, hey, look, we want you to get rid of this content. Over and right, over, right, and, right. over yes. and over and over. And this is, also the ha- house. this is also happening on YouTube and Twitter and you Instagram and all yeah. of these other places. Library, as an institution, as an idea, is immune to that. You, you can't it's go right. to library and say, we want you to take off this content, because there is no them to take it off. The no. content's there.
0: When uh, the European Union said that the RT channel, the Russia Today television channel, had to be banned across the continent of Europe,
2: Odyssey said, you can get it over here. Yep. Like they pointed out, oh yeah, we've got that. Because Library can't ban RT even if they wanted to. Well, they can't ban
0: RT's uh, posts on Library, but technically Odyssey could. Odyssey, Odyssey could, but Odyssey Library can't. Right, but but as a platform, Odyssey did not. Right, They did not follow what the world was quote-unquote doing to RT. And in fact, they pointed out, well, we've got that. Because Odyssey has live streaming. Which is more centralized, right? Like that's right. you got to have a content delivery network. There's there's some decentralized alternatives for live streaming, but they're clunky and they don't don't work so great right now. So like Odyssey is is not library, and that's one of the points that was made in the the hearing today is Odyssey should not be subject to a disgorgement or a penalty or a uh, injunction as a quote unquote successor to odyssey or to uh to library because odyssey isn't library it is reliant on many centralized services it relies on the dollar for being paid it odyssey is a platform odyssey is a business is it using the library blockchain yeah it is but it's not the critical aspect of its business. It could and, strip and it that could out. Still,
1: yeah, it could still work without library. And it it's
2: immaterial whether or not it uses library. Like Google Chrome didn't create HTTP. That's right. It didn't create HTML five or whatever version of HTML they're on now, probably right. seven or eight or whatever. It didn't create any of these things. And the internet, the the websites that you can visit when you go to Google dot com and you type in something using Chrome or Firefox or whatever. Firefox and Chrome can render those websites just fine, but Firefox didn't create any of those protocols or any of those standards. It just uses them. Similarly, Odyssey, even though some of the
0: programmers might have been involved in the creation of the library protocol. I'm sure
2: some people who work on Google Chrome or Firefox helped conceive HTML 8.0 or whatever version they're on now. So that is the
0: big question that still remains. The judge did indicate that he is not likely to rule that Odyssey will be subject as a successor, so they will not be subject to the injunction. That's what he said at the end of the day today, but he still hasn't made the ruling. He's still waiting to see what the Discovery, the remaining Discovery shows, which he has yet to actually order. He may still not order the Discovery, but he sounds like he's leaning towards that, even though, even though Library pointed out that they probably can't even comply with the Discovery because there's literally no one left with which to comply. Uh, Library's employees are out of a job. There's no more money to pay them. The SEC has ruined this business to the point where it can't even afford to pay people to comply with the SEC.
2: Well, that's what the SEC wanted. Yeah. Well, yeah. now the SEC wants more. You see, that's the whole point of the but hearing. Yeah, it doesn't want to just destroy a library. It wants to make an example and make yeah. sure that no one else ever has the audacity to create a censorship-proof censorship platform in the future.
0: You, you make another point here, uh, Arya, and that, that reminds me of something that uh, that I did take a note on that I wanted to point out here, that the the judge in this particular case. Oh man, what was it know about?
1: Maybe you can jog my memory.
0: Uh, the SEC. Sorry, seems like I had to do I with the SEC
2: it. wanting to set an example. Yeah, uh, library.
0: Yeah, something about them setting an example, and I'm sorry, I thought I had it down. They said oh, here they is. need to have enough penalties. Deterrence. Yeah, deterrence. That was the word. Deterrence. So the judge said that he thinks this, because Library was not quote-unquote dishonest, they, they were upfront about whatever they were doing, but they allegedly broke the securities law. Whatever and so, that is.
1: The Securities Act.
0: Right. They said, oh, well, you were supposed to register with the SEC that y'all were selling a security. And of course, if you do that, that means that you can't actually sell to anything but accredited investors, as I understand it. And an accredited investor is somebody that's got over a million dollars to spend. So basically it would completely have, you know, prohibited anyone from buying into the library token if they were to do it quote-unquote legally unless they were super rich people which is ridiculous but because you know if you want to decentralize things you don't just sell it to the super rich right so anyway the judge said okay yeah you know i don't think they should get more than a tier one penalty but because of the need for quote-unquote deterrence the judge said today that another company that tried to do the same thing that library did which is to say sell a token representing allegedly representing that it might go up in value therefore it's a security if you didn't register it as a security then they come after you in the same way that they would come after library here the judge said that company would not be looking at a tier 1 penalty because everybody's supposed to know about this obscure court case that happened in a New Hampshire federal court like anybody that just goes and rolls up their own token tonight or this week or whatever launches a website and says they got some new thing that they want to promote they're supposed to know what happened to library so
1: yeah i never heard of library till i met you guys
0: right so how is everyone supposed to know what's going on in this court case that's that's how important these judges think of themselves like the odds that somebody who's a technologist type person somebody who's a programmer somebody who's got a great idea for a token is going to have a history of the court cases of the SEC's enforcement and prosecution division, is going to have some sort of knowledge about that before they decide to roll out their token and announce it to the world and say, hey, I think you should buy my token because I'm a really cool programmer and I'm going to make this really neat thing, and it could go up in value. Boom! Now you're offering a uh, an unlicensed security or unregistered security. But, oh, because library went before you. Now you don't get the Tier 1 penalty. You're going to get a Tier 2 or a Tier it, 3 or whatever the hell uh, penalty they want to give you.
1: It's sad that that's how laws are actually written. Laws aren't like written in a book, put out into public, and alerted to the public so the public is like, this is the new law, it's just, th- this was decided in a court case you probably didn't hear about, right. and now it's law, and there is no legislator involved. The yeah. a freaking SEC unelected bureaucrat and a judge... A dimwit judge. The
0: only way you would hear about this case is if you are a total crypto news junkie and you're paying attention to the news of crypto and you're looking at all the details about this particular case, then you would know about it. But the odds that you're going to be a you know a programmer who's got your nose to the grindstone, you're creating something you think's amazing, and you just want to introduce it to the world, now you're going to get punished harsher because library already got punished and you should have known about the library case. It was absolutely absurd.
2: Yeah, and what they're thinking is, oh, well, you know, before you start selling your token or whatever, you should hire an attorney and get your attorney yeah. and your attorney should be the expert. But look, imagine how much technology, how much innovation we would lose if someone had to stop and go, wait a minute. I better consult an attorney before Mm -hmm. I invent the automobile or the automatic transmission or the cell phone or whatever. Some of these, you've got to free the human spirit to create things. Yeah, it
0: didn't help in uh, the Crypto 6 case. I did hire an attorney. And that attorney wrote a four-page paper as to why the money transmitter laws don't apply. Didn't help. Yeah, sadly. Didn't care. Jury didn't care. So, you know, what what good would it do to hire an attorney in this particular case? All the attorney's going to tell you to do is, "Whoa, you don't want to do that." And and then they'll just talk you out of it, right? Maybe? Or they'll talk you into spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to hire them to take you through some sort of uh, application or whatever with the SEC and jump through hoops that
2: you maybe didn't have to legally jump through. And then the SEC doesn't give you an answer anyway, and they, and they just won't tell leave you how. Alone. To, yeah, they yeah. won't
0: tell you how to jump the hoops, which is what which is what library was trying to get them to do the whole time. It was all right, y'all say you have hoops, so what are they? Tell us what the hoops are. Tell us how we can jump through them. Oh,
2: you won't do that. Oh, okay, well, I guess. We'll just try, and uh, okay, that didn't work. Now we're going to go out of business. Ambiguity functions on behalf of the government. The more vague they are, the more ways they can interpret their law to apply to more and more people. Yeah,
0: It's disgusting uh, what they're doing to to library. But the takeaway here is, as Jeremy Kaufman pointed out in his uh, Twitter post on library... Was that had they been less forthcoming, it actually would have helped their case. Had they not turned over all of the information that they had turned over to the SEC, with the idea of "Hey, let's be transparent. Hey, let's let's tell the SEC everything that we can. We we're, we're we're being honest here." Yeah, we're an you honest never company. want to
2: talk to the cops just yeah. because it's the SEC doesn't change anything. Don't talk to yeah. the cops. They thought it was going
0: to help them. They thought that they they thought they could get through this alive. Yeah, and they're they're dead like right. this is literally dead man walking this this company is it isn't even breathing at this point it has no life left and the SEC says that's not enough the fact that you're lying there on the ground coughing up blood you're about to take your last breath no now we're gonna plunge a knife into your chest and twist it around a little bit just just so we can disgorge as much of your life onto the pavement as we possibly can
1: deter other entrepreneurs from making money that we don't get a cut of
0: that's what this is all about
1: just like it was with ross ulbricht not even just one cut of one company's It's not just about one cut of libraries' money. It's about deterring people from prospering in the future so that they have to be reliant on the government.
0: Yeah. The best thing you can do at this point if you're an entrepreneur in the crypto space is to leave the United States. Sadly. Uh, I don't know where the best place to go is. That's The other question is, where can you go where there are not insane psychopaths like the United States government people? Because the government people exist everywhere. But the question is Are there government people who are at least welcoming enough to say, yeah, we like crypto? We understand that if we allow crypto development here, it's actually going to bring in brilliant minds. It's going to bring in brilliant entrepreneurs. It's going to bring in millions of dollars in revenue, new businesses. We need that money, so maybe it's going to be one of these small island nations like Saint Kitts or something like that. I don't know. Uh, I can't. I don't want to go out on a limb. I don't right. want to. T- I don't want to tell somebody there's a best place to go. I just know it ain't here. It isn't in the United States.
2: No, and I would love for it to be one of these islands, but again, you know, when when I look at human history and the way the world is right now, I just don't see much real on the ground, hope for liberty, until human beings are colonizing other planets. Only then, when we have a planet where we we can go and we can make our libertarian society and just never establish a government in the first place, never establish a state in the first place. Yeah, they're going to
0: come in with their death warships or whatever. Well,
2: just like they did in the American Revolution, right? But Mm -hmm. the the advantage then is that there's so much distance between the colony and the the home Mm -hmm. government that they wouldn't be able to successfully do it. But I mean, if you were to do it right now, if you were to just take one of these islands like St. Kitts or whatever and establish this libertarian paradise, it's relatively easy for them to attack and invade and crush said little island paradise because traveling across the ocean, not a very big deal these days. However, traveling across the planets in those early days or traveling across space to reach another planet, it's going to be a big deal at first. So they will have that time. Yeah, but they don't really do that, right? Like they... I mean, well, they will. I mean, they sort of do. Like the European Union came down on Italy a number of years ago because Italy was charging lower corporate taxes. They were like, "No, you're undercutting all the other countries." Yeah, but they're part of the EU. Yeah, but even if they weren't, they would still do it. You can't undercut us because that's driving all of these corporations to you and now we're not getting a cut of it. So shape up and raise your taxes or we're going to do something to you. I don't know.
1: Dave Ridley actually had a pretty interesting story and I'm not going to remember any of the details because I heard it from him like over a year ago. But there was some island nation owned by, I think, France or Spain uh, down by South America. And when they wanted to secede, France or Spain was like, no, they tried to send... Ships down there, but the ships like ran out of gas, and it just didn't cost enough money and This was like in the twenty teens it wasn't like mm. you know the eighteen hundreds, so they had just turned around turned around and yeah, it just wasn't worth the money, so they seceded,
0: yeah, uh and some of these island nations are actually relatively new as far as but then you know, it's like
1: the governments leaving. around South America could easily just be like, "We want that island they could. They and, could and the other thing is what kind of quality of life do you have on some island that is impossible to reach. Well, you, giant know. countries
2: you, you could have a huge quality of life if you get enough billionaires or whatever but like look if it's if, a big if though if a hundred of the world's there's billionaires no were like hey let's go to this island and let's just not establish a government we're just billionaires and we're going to take all our money there and all our golds there they're not going to have the resources that the united States goes wow uh, there's a hundred billionaires over there on this mm-hmm. island we can just go take their stuff, and they can't mm-hmm. do anything about it. I believe the United States government would, and mm-hmm. if they wouldn't, then the, then the Russian government would, or the Chinese government would, and then it's just a, it's not an arms race at that point. It's just a race to see which one can loot the island first. This mm-hmm. is why I think it'll have to be when we're colonizing other planets, because it gives them that space that, that enormous distance I they don't have to know. travel. Okay. I, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I, we laugh about it, but th- it's the future. It's going to happen. Humans are either going to annihilate themselves, or we are going to explore the stars. I think number you-
1: three would just be like that. Human beings evolved and changed their way of thinking because that's where this all starts. It all starts in a way of thinking that you have rights or could possibly gain rights that other people don't have.
2: I don't. Yeah, I don't have enough faith in humanity, though. I do it in human as, as a concept, and like humanity is this overarching concept, but like. 99% of people, they, they don't want freedom, and they're not going to evolve to want freedom. They're going to continue wanting the state and know. control over I, others. I don't think
0: I buy what you're saying, Arya. that uh, putting more billionaires or whatever on an island is going to make it so the, the government of the United States or Russia invades that place. Because there's already a lot of wealth on these islands. There's already a lot of people who are you know, millionaires, maybe billionaires. I don't know, right? Like the banks aren't going to tell you, but you know, these uh, international banks are located on these uh, these islands. There are places where people. There's certain places in the world that are sort of attractive for uh, what you might call a tax shelter, where people can locate their their money and get a you know passport
2: down there and places like that. There's a large, but the U.S. government community. did come down on the Cayman Islands and other places like that. What did they do? I don't remember the specifics now, but they they did come, like this offshore banking thing. They did come down on them. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what it was, but if they had resisted too much, I mean, certainly they, maybe they wouldn't have invaded, but they would have stopped just short of that. They would have embargoed the crap out of it. Yeah. It's, I don't it agree be. with Mark on a lot, but I think on this subject he he is right. Where if you didn't want to comply then they're just going to cut you off from the international banking system and then
0: could be then what do you do well we're gonna you know whether it's an island or whether it's new hampshire seceding from the united states i think we're going to find out uh what's going to happen because i don't think we're going to need to get people together to move to the moon or some other planet that's certainly not going to likely happen in our lifetime right. uh but we can get enough liberty-minded people together to the same geographic area and then we'll see what happens because there are enough people to do that today there's more coming up here in moments you can join the show and bring up what you want on Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and the phones are open here. If you want to join the show, you can do that. The number. Is 603 is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And here in the studio tonight, it's Ian.
1: It's Bonnie. And Aria.
0: I think we can finally move on unless, Bonnie, you felt like there was some aspect of today's court hearing that uh, regarding library.
1: No, it's just really sad. The state of entrepreneurism entrepreneurship in the United States is just ridiculous and sad. It's nothing mm-hmm. like uh, what it should be.
0: Yeah, it was really uh it was a sad thing to watch and it's not over yet. The bloodletting has not yet uh completed although it's darn close to being I, over.
1: I don't even know how people can complain about capitalism in America. What
0: yeah, do you mean? I do.
1: People are like <laughs> capitalism this and that, capitalism caused this, that you can't be a capitalist in America at all.
2: No, they're 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 confused and I understand, yeah. you know, where they're coming from. I disagree with them and I wish they would listen rather than Going, oh, you're evil, libertarian, capitalist monsters. I look, look, no. I understand why you think capitalism is what you think it is. Talking to the liberals out there who hate capitalism, I understand. You were brought up by teachers and colleges by a society that told you capitalism was evil and doing all these evil things, exploiting people, uh, being racist, being homophobic, being this heteronormative, cis white male patriarchy thing i understand but that is not what capitalism is that's not what the free market is supposed to be Mm -hmm. what we have here is a system where the the government the state controls everything and it it picks winners and it picks losers and the people you and i out there listening working our working our minimum wage jobs living paycheck to paycheck we are always the ones chosen to be the losers for the benefit of like Lockheed Martin, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, yep. Tesla, uh, Twitter, not Twitter less so at the moment, but Tesla, uh, SpaceX, NASA, all of these corporations and quasi-governmental agencies, the government is looting us. Look at what happened with Pfizer. Pfizer through the COVID-19 pandemics, Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson and Moderna, Moderna you probably never heard of prior to the COVID-19 pandemic. No, I never, I never had. They're, they're making higher profits than they've ever recorded in their history. And you go, oh, the COVID-19 shot was free, but it wasn't. Mm-mm. The government was raising people's taxes and it was inflating the currency and it was giving money directly to those evil pharmaceutical companies. And I shouldn't have to remind people about this. Five years ago, you knew liberals out there listening to me say this. You knew knew that pfizer was evil yeah. you knew that johnson and johnson was evil you didn't want to be forced to pay for them to line the what happened yeah to line the pockets of their ceos while they're buying 80 billion dollar yachts we knew this how did that change COVID, they got scared COVID 19 came along so and the, all
0: they had to do the government just had to trot out some guy in a lab coat dr yep. fauci And he had to just make some claims, and then all of a sudden
2: you can trust the big pharmaceutical corporations.
0: It makes absolutely no sense. There's no critical thinking here
2: at all. That just completely went out the window. And this is just one tiny microcosm of this. This is happening in all manner of industries right. all over the United States. The pharmaceutical industry in COVID-19 was just the most recent, most obvious example. But it's happening everywhere. We're constantly being looted in order to line the, wealth, the pockets of the ultra-wealthy.
1: And it's, it's the opposite of progressive. How are we supposed to progress in society if we can't even have actual scientists focusing on finding the truth about the reality of nature instead they're doing the uh, bidding of their people who give them money.
2: I don't know. It's it's a broken system. And it's not going to get any better as long as we're allowing the government to continue picking winners and losers.
1: And it's for-profit, by the way. It doesn't matter if it's government-related. Government scientists creating drugs or pharmaceuticals to sell. I mean, it's aren't liberals supposed to hate for-profit things? That's, cap. you know, it's a... Evil, perverted version of capitalism. Well, I don't think they hate
2: for profit things. I think some of them that probably do. Some of them
0: hate profits. Yeah, Yeah. we
2: probably do have communists out there. But I think if they really sat down and thought of what a profit is, I, I, I doubt very many people out there would be like, oh, that's evil, right? Because profit is just taking, getting some sort of resource and making it better, improving it. That's all a profit is. I don't care if it's money or if it's some some piece of aluminum that you mold into a statue or whatever. It's just. Getting A and turning it into B, where B is worth more money. That's all profit is. Well, the good
0: news, if there is any good news, is that the American people apparently right now are naming the government as the nation's top problem in Gallup's latest poll. According to their own website at news.gallup.com, with high prices persisting, inflation remains the second most cited problem at 15%. Uh, people uh, said the government was the number one problem is 21%. And illegal immigration was at uh, number three, at
2: 11%. So government and inflation combined make up just over one in three, right? 36% is the number I came up with. Yep. Okay. Well, a- considering inflation is a product of government, I, 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 I'm going to lump it all together,
0: I well, think. Now, what's not clear yet, at least in this story, is exactly how this question was answered. Because usually when they uh, they ask questions about what's important to people, they don't limit them to just one answer which is what it seems like they might have done here because the total number of the responses totals up to i'm pretty sure 100 percent. whereas in a lot of these surveys they ask people you know check yes if these are important to you right that way you could get i think it's been like as many as seven hour or eight or whatever out of ten americans think inflation is a huge problem but that's not being reflected here because of the way this this polling was done
1: i don't know i think it's kind of more interesting this way because now we know that like That many people chose it as like the number one
0: the polls uh january 2nd through 22 field period included a 15 vote process in which republicans who now hold a slim majority in the u.s house of representatives ultimately elected kevin mccarthy to be the speaker of the house revelations about classified government documents found in joe biden's private office and home also surfaced while the poll was in the field although mentions of the government as the nation's top problem rose six points this month to 21 percent job approval ratings of biden and congress 41 percent and 21 percent respectively remain flat.
1: 21% for Congress?
0: That seems a little high, but yeah, that's what it says here. Look,
2: I, I don't understand this whole classified document thing going on, and I haven't been paying that much attention to it because I don't really care, but there, there's something fascinating going on here with the FBI not being beholden to the government or to the president. Like, who who exactly is in charge here if the sitting president of the United States can't say, yeah, I'm taking these classified documents home, mm-hmm. right? What, or they, don't investigate me. Yeah, there yeah. is some sort there's very clearly some sort of element here that is unanswerable to these elected officials. And I don't care if you want to call it the deep state mm-hmm. or, you know, the military industrial complex or the prison industrial complex or puppet the Illuminati. Masters. Yeah, or puppet masters. There's it's demonstrable at this point that this institution that is more powerful than the president of the United States and unaccountable to the president of the United States exists it's there it's going around raiding former presidents and searching the homes of the current president and if the president's the head of the executive branch then he's directly in charge of the fbi or indirectly because he appoints the person in charge of it but that's very clearly Mm -hmm. not the case the fbi is acting independently to pursue their own boss
0: they have an agenda
2: Yeah. yeah and that should terrify the hell out of everyone who's who's in charge here If it's not Joe Biden, and look, I don't want Joe Biden in charge of anything either. I don't want him in charge of tying his own shoes, but he's very clearly not in charge of the FBI. So who is?
0: The question apparently was uh, specifically, what do you think is the most important problem? So yeah, this was a one choice answer. This wasn't what all the problems are that you're concerned with. What is the most important problem? And the, the number one answer given, interestingly, both Uh, interestingly by both republicans and democrats was the government is the the biggest problem facing the united states it was 24 percent of republicans gave that as the answer and 18 percent of democrats uh that responded gave that as the answer so averaging out to 21 percent
2: i mean they're right but i'm curious i would like to know what their reasons are because i imagine they have very different reasons
0: sure yeah that's probably true Uh, inflation at uh, 18% of Republicans, 11% of Democrats, followed by immigration at 18%. Those numbers would be
2: uh, exactly the opposite if we had a Republican president right now. Yeah, probably true. Their ire at inflation is not actually due to inflation. It's because they think it's Biden's fault.
1: Well, and, and the other thing about it is Democrats are... When I was holding signs from Matt Santasso, I was hanging out with Democrat old ladies all day. They were literally saying to each other, uh inflation is just the cause of greedy corporations raising prices
2: <laughs> yeah uh they're they're crazy, but that is what they think right they They think that you didn't correct them i I take it
1: um no, mm-hmm. I mean they were talking amongst themselves. Yeah,
2: like what are you going to say
0: anyway? And,
1: and it's literally those people are lost die causes. Believing that. Yeah. Oh my god, Th- those like four ladies I was hanging out with that day. I was just being nice to them because they were just complete lost causes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: plus you, who wants to take up an argument where it's one versus four, right?
0: Well, yeah. and plus that's you know that's the good point that Bonnie's making here is you got to be able to pick your, but uh, not just your battles here, but your uh, your targets or your um, your prospects, right? Like a woman in her seventies who is probably not going to be around for another decade at you know, at the best in many cases, is not going to be the best target for your recruitment, right? Well like- she's
1: not gonna listen to any of my uh like long winded explanations of economics which we'd have to go to the basics for. But yeah. I did get her on my side about one thing and she said she never thought about that before. Um somebody came outside and was uh telling me I had to move my signs and I made him show me like the actual law mm-hmm. and eventually I moved my signs. I don't really think I was in the wrong, but I said to her when uh he was away, I was like, "Yeah, I wasn't just going to do it just because he's a government official and he says for me to do it." I mean, government officials lie and she literally went Oh, I never thought of that before.
2: Wow. I can't imagine living such a cushy, comfortable life yeah. where the government has never been my enemy or, you know, <laughs> never been antagonistic toward me that I could really believe. At age 70. Yeah. yeah. That the government, or, or it would just never occur to me that the government wouldn't lie. How cushy of a. Cops lie all, all the, the time. time. How can a person reach the age of 70 without knowing, oh, yeah. People in government lie. They probably lie more than the average person. Absolutely. And, and you
1: know how I got into like uh, a conversation with her and was able to like get on her, or get her on my side at all is I, I said something to the effect of like she asked me not really if I was okay, but she was kind of being nice to me after like it seemed like I got yelled at, mm-hmm. and I was just like I'm not going to let some man tell me just oh. because. And you know she was just <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know what that I was see just end. saying, but you know that I also put through in the government worker part
2: nice see i like that that's good i'm not going some Very man short. tell me this are you kidding
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, gallup also regularly tracks americans ratings of national economic conditions as excellent good only fair or poor as well as their views on whether the economy is getting better or worse currently more than four in five u.s adults rate economic conditions in the country as only fair 38 percent or poor 45 percent with few describing conditions as excellent, only two percent or good, fifteen percent. So you've got only seventeen percent of Americans describe the economic conditions in the country as fa- as good or excellent. I could see that everybody else is lower.
2: Given that what like sixty something percent of people are living paycheck to paycheck, those people, the people living paycheck to paycheck, they're not going to characterize the economy as good or yeah. even fair because it's not. They're barely making ends meet, and if if they have to suddenly buy a new tire, or if their alternator goes out on their car, or whatever, they don't have the money to pay right. for it. So it's not fair to them.
0: There was uh, You mentioned the people living paycheck to paycheck. There was a story in the news today about that. 64% are living paycheck to paycheck, including people making $100,000 a year. Wow. That's what they're saying.
1: Well, I, I don't understand. People just up their spending to whatever they're making. Me, and That's the problem. I won't say who, but somebody I was talking to this week who... Uh, Rents houses as a landlord. He said that it wouldn't matter if everybody's money went to zero and everybody got to start, everybody got handed the same amount of money. You know, those people that he rents to would be broke immediately because as soon as they see money, they'd they'd be broke. They spend as much money as they have in their bank account.
2: In a lot of cases, I think that's true. But in the case of these people who are making $100,000 and stuff like that, I suspect a big portion of it is that. The only place where they can get a job where they make that kind of money also has a very, very high standard of living. That's a good or point. Or of cost of living, as to what I'm looking for, where they're probably paying four grand a month in rent or but something like that. they're probably like also that.
0: paying way too much for the car they drive. Sure. And they probably got into a house they can't afford. And that's a problem, as Bonnie points out. People do tend to spend to what they earn, and it's more of a financial um, intelligence problem than it is a problem with
2: being able to make money. Well, saving money isn't fun, right? But mm. Going out to that, whatever. The bar. That's or
0: fine. Yeah, other thing is,
1: it, it's, it's not like we live in a, a society where money is cre- run in a way where it's actually fair. Like it, You just have this sense of this just isn't fair. I shouldn't have to uh, work every single day of my life and. I'm, you know, working till I go to sleep, mm-hmm. and I also don't have any money to do anything fun. I'm gonna, it, they, it's subconsciously, you know, something's up, and what's actually happening is your money's being devalued. Most what's people happening? don't know that.
0: Uh, finally, here the resulting economic confidence index, which summarizes responses to the current conditions and their outlook items has a theoretical range of plus 100 if all respondents say the economy is excellent or good and that it's getting better, to negative 100 if all say it's poor and getting worse. The latest negative 39 reading is identical to last month, but above the negative 58 score from last June amid high gas prices and the record low of negative 72 in October of 2008 during the what they're calling the Great Recession. So right now it is at a negative 39. It was last in the positive... At uh looks like just barely in the positive in May no April of twenty twenty one, where it was like wow. two. It was two percent or two. Like this not a percent, it's just like two.
2: That's two between negative one hundred and one hundred Correct. So it's so just above average, world. yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh and then the plus forty one I don't know if you would call it average because the average would be something else. But uh plus forty one was the last high in the last since 2000 and, uh, 2006, the high since 2000, well, 2006, the high was 6. It then went down to negative 72 in the end of 2008. It sort of slowly worked its way all the way back up to plus 41 in the month of February of 2020. And then after COVID, it, it's, it struck downwards uh, to negative 33 and has been down in the negatives, only peaking up peaking up above Zero for just a couple months.
2: Well my gut tells me that most people are pessimistic. And I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I would speculate that most people are more inclined you know, all things being equal, I suspect more people are people are more inclined to say that things are bad than they are good things are good.
0: Well, it's certainly under the circumstances it's it's Well, sure I mean, looks Regardless of
2: the circumstances, I, I suspect that out of one hundred people, if you all ask them their opinions about a given thing more than half of them will have a negative opinion
0: Well the point of this survey is to say that there are times when more than half have a positive opinion right. and there are times when more than half have a negative opinion right. we're in a t- we're in a time when more than half would have a negative opinion
2: right, right now I'm just saying I don't th- I don't think that has anything to do with the facts themselves I think people are just pessimistic
0: but if they were mostly more than half uh well, not, not all the time I mean,
2: it's a generalization okay. certainly right. you can people. I mean, if things are really great, even the worst pessimist isn't going to be like, oh, this is terrible. I should just kill myself, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Alright, so you've got a story, uh, Aria, about, sort of
0: related to this, about how people are handling things out there. Their buyers are not having a good time, right? Eggs are over $5 a carton right now. I think
2: I keep seeing that, but I don't really buy a lot of eggs anymore. So I'm when, they are. uh, Aren't they yep. like a dollar a carton no, on average? is that days.
0: what they used to be? That's like a year ago
1: that's only one year ago
0: yeah they've gone up like four times in the last year or so does anyone know why well they're claiming it's avian flu okay uh that is supposedly devastating the supplies of fresh eggs in the united states also
1: supposedly a uh egg laying hen factory burned down recently but i bet i bet that didn't just even one happen.
0: factory isn't gonna
1: i bet that didn't even happen i bet it was just like now people will be like, Oh, that's why the price is going up because they yeah. don't know what inflation is. That's what the
0: Right. Obviously inflation's a factor, and the big claim is that it's avian flu. That's that's the other big factor. So the Oh and and as we learned recently, there's a prohibition on importing eggs into the United States.
2: Of course there is. Why why wouldn't there be a prohibition on one of the few things that could actually make this situation better? Right.
0: So you cannot they actually literally are seizing eggs at the southern why? border. Why? They're because they're stupid. It's prohibited.
1: No, but why is it prohibited? Right because now? of
0: competition. They don't want competition
2: coming in from down south.
1: Is it expressly that, or is it because of avian flu? You
2: mean expressly? Well, they would no. never. They would never say that. They would never say, "Oh, we don't want we don't want the competition from the
0: Mexicans." Well, no, that's the, the claim is that whoa, we don't want avian flu coming from oh, Mexico. That's, what okay. that's the excuse. It's for
2: health and safety. It's total BS. Yeah. So, the engine of the U.S. economy, consumer spending, is starting to sputter, according to the Wall Street Journal. Retail purchases have fallen. Just starting?
0: Wow. That's what they
2: say. Retail purchases have fallen in three of the past four months, one of which is worth remembering was December. Yeah. So, retail purchases falling in December, that's kind of a bad sign. Yeah. Spending on services, including rent, haircuts, and the bulk of bills, was flat in December after adjusting for inflation. The worst monthly reading in nearly a year. Sales of existing homes in the U.S. fell last year to the lowest level since 2014. Really? The auto industry posted its worst sales year in more than a decade. It's a stark turnaround huh. from the second half of 2020 when Americans lifted the economy out of a pandemic downturn. What? How, what? How? When do they think the pandemic happened? 2020, I thought. I thought it continued on until like at least early mid twenty twenty one. Yeah, and that was yeah. all the yeah.
1: propaganda was supposed the to be propaganda. like. It's still going on.
2: But they're like in the second half of twenty twenty, America turned the economy around, according to the Wall Street Journal. I no just, way. I don't know what twenty twenty they experienced, uh-uh. but the one I saw was full of lockdowns. It was lockdowns that whole year, helping the U.S. avoid what many economists worried would be a prolonged slump. Imagine having. Lacking the self awareness to, they're writing an article about how crappy the economy is, while simultaneously saying that the U.S. managed to avoid a prolonged economic slump. Ooh, like okay. how crazy are they? They're, the the existence of this article contradicts that right. very statement. Wow. Consumers snapped up exercise bikes, televisions, and laptop computers for school children during lockdowns. When restrictions well, were lifted,
1: just because they all got six hundred bucks and they were like, "We're right. rich."
2: Yep. very likely. A lot of people did buy televisions with their stimulus checks instead of cryptocurrency, as I suggested. Well, you suggested it. Yep. And you know, it's not financial advice, but if you go back and look, that if you bought $1,200 worth of Bitcoin in May of 2020, I think mm-hmm. it was, then you're sitting nicely in the black at this point.
0: Yeah, wasn't there a website that was tracking it, too? I don't remember I think what it was, was called. There
2: was a Twitter handle.
0: Oh, uh, okay.
2: Bitcoin Stimulus, I think, was the handle. I okay. don't remember now. When restrictions were lifted, people rushed back to their favorite restaurants and travel destinations. Again, I don't know where Wall Street Journal is getting this, but that is absolutely not what I saw. As someone who did, in fact, do a lot of traveling in 2020, especially the last half, where I went to my first ever music festival. Well, my first ever big music festival that lasted more than a day. I didn't see any of this stuff.
1: I went to like 11 states in 2020, and I didn't see any of this stuff.
2: No. And people kept on spending, helped by government stimulus, flush savings accounts, and cheap credit, even as inflation picked up. I don't know what savings accounts they think Americans have. The average American lives paycheck to paycheck Mm -hmm. and has no savings.
1: Only 40% can have savings.
2: Yeah. Faced with four-decade high inflation last year, Americans outspent it. Through most of 2022, consumer spending growth exceeded price increases by about two percentage points. So even taking into account inflation, Americans were spending more money than ever last year in 2022. But now the forces that helped keep spending high are unwinding while inflation remains elevated. The share of monthly income America set aside for savings was 3.4% in December down from seven point five percent a year earlier, and a record high in April of twenty twenty. So, of those people
0: who do save, which was or we already know is less than half of the population, they're only saving three three and change percent per month. Yeah, okay. a,
2: a tiny amount of half money. of what it was. You are never going to retire on at three point four percent savings. Doesn't seem like it. And that's down from seven point five percent. Seven point five percent still isn't great. If you got a company match for up to 50, for you know, 100% up to 6% or whatever. thats You could probably retire for that after 40 or 50 yeah. years. But just 7.5% of your own money, mm-hmm. you're, you're not retiring from that. Credit card interest rates have been rising, and Federal Reserve officials have signaled that they plan an additional quarter percentage point increase to the central bank's benchmark rate this week. Oh, whatever okay. that means. But it would
0: bring the rate it to... It means the price of loans is going to go up again. It- and it's gone up, uh, I believe, a record amount in the last year. They've which, just been raising it every single meeting that they have,
2: which means it makes it harder for people out there to get loans. It raises Correct. the rate of interest on your credit card payments, and most Americans are putting a lot of stuff on their credit cards. Raises your
0: home loan. It makes rates. it
2: more, more difficult for you to get that. What's the buy now pay later thing? That Play they way? Yeah, no, it's buy
0: now pay later. That's the name of the. Is that what it is? Terminology. Yeah. There's companies that. Oh, like that Klarna. Do it. Yeah. Klarna.
2: Yeah, it makes all of that more expensive, and it's got some neat little graphs here that you know they're they're alarming. I can't show them to you, but they're alarming graphs. And it's not looking good. We're going to
0: continue here in moments. But and the new. United
1: States evaded a slump.
0: <laughs> well, now it's going down apparently. And if you want to comment on what you're seeing out there in the stores, on the streets, with inflation and the economy, you can join us. I know I'm still seeing the help wanted, help needed signs everywhere. Free Talk Live. We are kicking off the third hour of the show. The phones are open, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about some economic things. Uh, The number one most frustrating thing to the people in the United States right now, according to a Gallup poll, is 21% of, 21 of Americans said it's the government. Uh, And then uh, I think it was 18% said it's inflation. About 10 or 11% said it was the economy in a more general sense. So a lot of people are frustrated with the status quo. Now, what are their solutions? Well, that's a whole other question, and then then Gallup did not answer that question. Uh, But, uh, Arya, you're sharing with us a story from the Wall Street Journal that's focusing in on how people are handling things. Is that right? What's the sort of the the thrust of this story? The economy
2: sucks, and people are starting to notice, really. Just now starting to to
0: notice, according to the Wall Street Journal.
2: People are dense, man. a lot of, Maybe yeah. it took
0: the $5 carton eggs to uh, to slap people and get the get their attention here. By the way, it's Ian, Bonnie, and Aria uh, in the studio here tonight. So what else do we need
2: to do? I do suspect people are just now starting to really notice, or it's wow. really just starting to sink in. Annual inflation, as measured by the Consumer Price Index, remained above 5% in December for the 19th straight month. Mm. The longest such streak since the early 1980s. And uh, All of these numbers, this is why Americans don't care about inflation. Because you start throwing these boring, tedious numbers out there that they just don't care about. But when you say $5 for a carton of eggs, suddenly they care. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, that's probably on purpose.
2: I'm sure it is. Consumer spending accounts for roughly 70% of the economy. I don't know how it doesn't account for 100% of the economy, but whatever. A (laughs) downshifting consumer is a key reason that business and academic economists polled by the Wall Street Journal... On uh, average...
1: Are put, they, sorry, are they including like government spending and like companies spending?
2: It it doesn't say.
1: I mean, because like, that would be irrelevant to the price of living as a consumer, so it doesn't make any sense.
2: Are you talking about the 70% number? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't say. It just says that 70% of the economy is consumer spending. So the average person is putting the probability of a recession in the next 12 months at 61%. What the hell I, do they know? Yeah, I would suggest the... <laughs> The number is one hundred percent because we are, in fact, in a recession, and we have been by for the old several definition months. of it. Yes. Well, by any any definition that isn't completely insane, no. I would argue that we are demonstrably in a recession.
0: If the average person is just now figuring, if we're to, if we're to believe the Wall Street Journal, and I have no reason to believe them about this, but if the average person is just now taking note of inflation, then they're going to be way behind the ball as far as no- knowing whether or not a recession is coming.
2: Good point. One factor making forecasting more difficult while unemployment is trending at a half century low big companies including Amazon, Goldman Sachs and Microsoft How in the hell can that be possible I don't know man, they say, I, I know that was my first thought too cuz all I see everywhere are help, help wanted, wanted signs The so. the uh, right across from the
0: courthouse in Concord there's this little Italian restaurant that, you know, everybody in the courthouse goes to because you only get 45 minutes or an hour for lunch and you don't have time to go get in a car and drive downtown and then park and then get out and then go and get a table or whatever. You have no time to eat anywhere else. So this is the place where everybody goes. If it's they're actually in the pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, Yeah,
2: but 45 minutes is barely enough time to sit down to order and eat.
0: It's not. I actually had to send, when I was on trial, I had to send Bonnie out a half hour early so she could go in, get a table, get an order in. That way, when I finally got there, I only had to wait like 10 minutes before the food came out.
1: Actually, I had to go outside, then go to the car, up the street, unlock it, and get our money out, then go all the way back. It it was just so ridiculous. huge,
0: Huge hassle. Yeah. But I bring them up because on the sign on the marquee out in front of the restaurant it says cooks needed that is different than help wanted it used to say help needed on the fr- on the sign during my trial it said help needed they then changed it to cooks needed so mm. they they are so desperate for help they're using the term need instead of want right like there's there's a level of, I've of never desperation seen that in a place. Yeah, yeah me neither me neither but it does suggest like That's how bad like if you can if you can cook an egg, like they're going to train you on how to cook the rest of that stuff because they need someone who can just show up on time and can actually like not call out and be a total loser.
2: Well, you're not going to find that, man. That's the thing. They're not finding it. The rate of people calling out. And, you know, I've heard that it's probably always been like this, but I don't know, man. The rate of people calling out and being late and stuff. It's worse now. I don't know if it's worse now because you know I don't really have anything to compare it to. Well, you you were a managerial before COVID, weren't you? Yeah, but I didn't. I don't pay attention to that kind of crap. And I, I, the only reason I do now is because it affects me more than it did then. Mm. But I, I still don't tend to pay attention to how often people call out or not. If they call out of my shift, then yeah, I make a mental note of it. Okay. But I don't pay attention to oh, well, this person called out four times last month or whatever. Because yeah. I just I don't care. If you want to call out from work, that's generally your business, not mine. Mm-hmm. I would just like to remind all of these people though that you're not screwing over the company or the CEOs or whatever when you call out of your place of employment you're just screwing over your coworkers. Mm-hmm. All the work is still going to pick up the slack. Yeah, all of the work is still going to get done. They, they they don't just get to leave jobs unfinished because right. someone called out. No, they have to work hard to make up that difference. You're not screwing over anyone except your fellow workers. So if you're communist out there talking about, just call out whenever you want. Screw the man. Well, you're not screwing over the man. Mm-hmm. The man's going to make sure that the job gets done. And your your, your co-workers, the people whose side you're to be Unless everybody calls
0: out, then the business is going to go out of business and you'll never go back there again.
2: Right, but that's not very likely yeah. either. The last bastion of strength is the labor market, but I don't think it, with, it can withstand all these other forces, said Nationwide Chief Economist Kathy... I don't know what the <laughs> what the hell is that name. And what forces? They didn't specify any forces that the labor market has to withstand. They have not specified a single force that they're talking about. I, I
0: guess think- it's the, the force of people not wanting to work in this case. And I remember one of the theories before because we've been wondering aloud about why people aren't working. People for, have
2: always said that no one wants to work. I mean, there are newspapers from like 1920 of, of Yeah, but they were not
0: That's not true. Like, well, for, it's not but, true now either. No, but before, it's definitely true now. People do not want to work right now for whatever reason. That's why they're not working. I don't think it's but, less,
2: any more true now than it was you know, when people were saying it in the 20s or whatever. Well,
0: I don't know what it was like in the 20s or the, the 1920s because I wasn't alive back then. But I know that just several years ago It was a uh, employer's market because people were desperately uh, competing for jobs, and there were it wasn't as easy to find work. In just several years ago, we we still have the Holland Cook, um, what were they called? Survival speech. So uh, I'm still airing them just because it's still good advice. But the survival speech, if you listen to our, on, our online streams at freetalklive.com during the you know occasionally during a commercial, you'll hear survival speech. It's like these little tips, these minute-long tips at you know, how to best present yourself to get a job and things like that. And when he wrote those, it was written at a time when you needed to do everything you could to best the competition to get a job because there were people applying more people applying
2: for jobs than there were jobs to fill. Right. The opposite is true now. Yes, and I'm very happy about that because you know, the minimum wage it creates unemployment. And which means it creates more people than there are jobs, which makes you and I, the average person out there have to compete with one another to get those jobs. But it stands to reason that you could have the opposite where there are too many jobs and not enough people to actually fulfill them. And I didn't think this was possible in any realistic sense. I, I didn't think over, not unemployment, but the opposite of unemployment, whatever, actually exists. But for some reason, it does now. There are too many jobs, and there aren't enough people to work them as far as we can tell, which means that companies, for the first time in my entire life, have to compete with one another.
0: Yeah, and it's, they've been lowering, uh, which is great for yeah. the, for the person looking for work, They're lowering their standards. They're making it so you don't need a college degree anymore. And and then many of the jobs you previously needed a college degree, you don't anymore.
1: I remember the first really shocking sign that went up in Keene and that we were all talking about was Wendy's put up a sign like last year, a year and a half ago that said hiring all positions. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And they're not the only ones. Sounds
1: like nobody's in the building. (laughs)
0: It was so bad that they actually had to close down uh, for portions of the day.
2: Many places have closed. Um, McDonald's has, and I'm not a big fan of McDonald's, but they used to be 24 hours Mm -hmm. here in Keene. They're not now. And there are some days where they, not much so recently as I understand it, but there were some days where they didn't even like open a McDonald's, Mm -hmm. not opening on Sunday. But now it's back in, you know, when I started looking for jobs six years ago or whatever, you, you sit down and the employee goes, well, what what do you have to offer us? Yeah. Well, now you are reverse. asking that to the employer. Right. Yeah. And, what
0: do you have that's going to make you a better option than the 20 other places with a Help Wanted sign out down the street?
2: Yep. And a lot of them don't have an answer, but they, they are for, being forced now to come up with answers. Mm-hmm. And it's a good thing for the people out there who want employment.
1: It I, is, but it,
0: still,
2: we still don't know why.
0: I was going to say, I'm now, still
1: confused about what changed
0: i don't know I, I heard somebody speculate that immigration is down for whatever reason maybe it's due to the covid regulations and stuff like a lot of people who had come here for temporary jobs because remember bonnie we were at a restaurant out in uh the seacoast area this mexican place and there was like this guy that had worked was working there for the peru. lakes region it was uh oh yeah thank you yeah, yeah the lakes region uh but uh laconia that uh, he was there from peru and he came up you know for part of the year to work and part of the rest of the year he was in Miami and then part of the other rest of the year he was down in Peru and so like he's one of these migrant workers that they just come to the United States for part of the year make some money and bring it back to their family down south the suggestion I believe was Jay Freeville in our chat that had made this one was that the uh, you know the market was clamping down on those things because it's harder to migrate because of all the COVID restrictions so many of those people just aren't coming here and they're filling that they would normally fill those jobs and right now they're just not I don't that's know if that's a, true, but that's it's an interesting point. theory.
1: It is an interesting theory. I mean, Trump and Biden have made it harder to immigrate to America legally.
2: Yeah. That's I'm true. sure it's certainly a factor. It may not be one of the biggest factors or mm-hmm. the, the, the biggest factor, but it's it's got to be a factor, right? But if how can, how, how they can say
0: that unemployment is at such low levels, I just don't even understand that. I, I, I don't either. And and people I, just I just
1: started recording it in, d- in a different way.
0: Well, and I understand that in order to be, quote unquote, unemployed, you have to be, I think, looking for work. Right? Like there's a I don't certain, think that
2: accounts for it, though.
0: But well, there's, But the people who aren't looking for work aren't counted as unemployed. right? So I still if,
2: don't think that accounts for what we're seeing on the streets, though, which is just more jobs than there are people.
0: Well, that's definitely true. We know that that's happening. We can see that. But as far as the number of unemployment, if it's like, well, it's a record low unemployment rate. Well, we know there's plenty of jobs that are available, but that's not what they're calculating. They're only calculating, as I understand it, the people who are seeking employment. So if you were just like, Total welfare uh, queen. You're never. You're like, screw this. I'm gonna live on my parents' uh, dime for the rest of my life. You're not actually an unemployed person, according to the the statistics.
1: Another thing is, like, think about all the people that had to quit their jobs, especially in the medical field. Mm-hmm. They're just not going back.
2: Can I say that I blame them?
0: Right.
1: Yeah,
2: but don't they have mouths to feed? Don't they have like kids at home? Don't they oh. have to take care of themselves? Maybe, but. Recent layoff trends worry Benjamin DeLong, a 32-year-old customer account manager at an industrial manufacturer. His savings rose to $3,700 during the pandemic, thanks in part to government stimulus. But he's now down to about three cents. Oh, my God. So he's liquidated $3,700 of his savings, his entire savings. Maybe that's what a lot of these people have done, is they just relied on their savings. And maybe that's what they're doing right now. I. I tend to think that's not the case. Three thousand dollars didn't even want to pay the rent for six months. No, and most people don't have savings, so I, right. I I don't know if that's a factor or not. But by the way, the Bitcoin like
0: stimulus not. we didn't we did this off the air. We didn't go, we didn't uh, say what it was on the air. You uh, had mentioned that when the twelve hundred dollars so called stimulus check came out in twenty twenty in April, uh, we had suggested yep. that people buy cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, for instance, with that. And if you did. If you at the time spent all 1200 on Bitcoin and you held on to it, you didn't sell the Bitcoin between then and now, it would be worth over
2: $4,000 today. More than three times <laughs> Yeah, in increase in value.
0: And it than- would have
1: already passed the highest Bitcoin's ever been, so if you would have, like, you know...
0: You could have sold at the top if then. you knew when, yeah. which you never do. Right. But, I'm
1: just saying. It but w- the point it got being, even higher at some point.
0: This guy only had three grand in savings. Had he put the 1200 that he got into the Bitcoin, he'd
2: have... Uh, he would than, have more than that what too. He had yeah, in really yeah. good point. Yeah. Mr. DeLong said he had to dip into his savings to cover the rising costs of his groceries, utilities, and car insurance.
0: There you go. He has found, not, well, not to mention rent. A lot of people's rents gone up thirty, forty yeah. percent in one year to the next.
2: Well, you can you can cut out some of your groceries, I'm sure, by buying you know generic brands or whatever. Maybe you can't. You can cut out your car insurance. Certainly, just don't don't do it. It's Maybe your state requires you to have it because, you know, they're they're facilitating the exchange of wealth into the hands of insurance companies. But if you don't absolutely have to buy car insurance, you'll probably be just fine without it. If you're going generic buying groceries,
0: I mean, that's always a good plan if you need to save a little bit of money. But now you're just going to be spending as much as you used to on generics. You're going to spend as much as you used to on brand names on generics because the
2: price of the generics is going up, too. Right, but you may get more food now because now you're buying generics instead of the name brands. Yes, but it's still going to cost you. Right. He has found some relief in his grocery bill since he and his partner decided last year to purchase some pigs jointly with other families to be raised on a relative's farm. That's curious. How much pig do you eat, man? That buying do You some usually pigs- get a
0: lot of pig when you go in with somebody else.
1: Yeah, I was actually talking to Jay Noon about it and he thinks I only need half a pig.
0: That would literally fill that Whole freezer,
1: yeah, I guess so.
0: The, Half a pig. The problem right,
1: is, I, I, I didn't think it's it'd be too that much.
0: much. It's too much, I think. Pigs uh, aren't it's a that lot. big. I mean, they're big, but like, yeah, they're big, and they will make a lot of okay. cuts of meat. I I wouldn't want to hold on to that much meat because if the you know electricity goes out, then your freezer gonna everything <laughs> in there is gonna spoil.
2: Their portion of meat yielded nearly one hundred and fifty pounds. Saving them about five hundred dollars on groceries, Mister DeLong estimated. Man, okay, I mean, I'm, I guess he experienced it, he lived it, so he mm-hmm. saved money by buying pigs. But it seems like I, I have to imagine they spent more than five hundred dollars in labor and stuff just to make all of this happen. But I don't know hmm. the possibilities. You on- will spend more typically
0: on a on a local farm than you will at the grocery store, right? There's but you're spending
1: for more nutrition.
0: But
2: purportedly, it's better. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't have the money for better, right? If they mm-hmm. could, they'd be eating organic or whatever, but they don't have the money for better. Yeah, that. but
0: if you're buying a local... You don't just get a pig from like the grocery store. Right. He's getting it from a co-op or something like that, so it's got to be coming local. It's got to be more expensive. I don't know how he's saying, saying he's saving money.
1: Well, he said he went in with some other families, so maybe somehow... Yeah, the, he has some
2: other families purchased some pigs, and they're raising them on a relative farm. So he's like half rancher in his spare time. Mm-hmm.
1: Which also costs time.
2: Right. The possibility of layoffs, he said, is part of the crunch that I'm having to consider now. What's going to happen if I no longer have an income? Hmm. So far, jobs have remained plentiful and wages continue to rise in the face of Federal Reserve tightening. Unemployment was a low 3.5% in December. The wages
0: aren't rising because the Federal Reserve is quote-unquote tightening. The wages are rising because of inflation and these companies have to offer more in order to attract people to work for them.
2: Hourly wages were up a robust four point six percent year over year, but look at how much inflation was up year over year. (laughs) And you'll see that what was the inflation number last month, like eight percent or something? No, it's it's quote unquote down to like
0: the rate. It's rising.
1: The rate, the five
2: and change
0: currency
1: is inflating. Is going down, not the actual inflation. Correct.
2: Yeah, inflation is still going up. It's still above four point six percent. It is so you're you're making less money now. You're spending more money than you were a year ago. Even and if your wages have gone up, you always have to remember, even if wages have gone up four to
0: six percent, they always trail the inflation. Yeah. So inflation keeps on running, and then maybe you'll get a uh, a wage increase six months or a year down the road, and then it's you're, you know you're still behind the ball.
2: There were about ten and a half million unfilled jobs available in November. That's a metric I like. Don't don't tell me the unemployment numbers anymore. Tell me the unfilled jobs number. That's amazing. What was it? Ten and a half million. Households had a ton of comfort they don't normally have about their job prospects, said Marion Wanamaker. They knew they could get a job tomorrow if that if they wanted to, and that remains mostly true. Still there are signs of labor market weakness. Employers are shedding temporary workers at a fast rate, and people who lose their jobs are taking longer to find new ones. Meanwhile, the number of hours worked a week has declined for two straight months, according hmm. to the Labor Department, resulting in a slowdown in workers' take-home pay, so people are also making less money. How can bid- people
1: simultaneously say that, oh, I know I can get a, job, a new job tomorrow, and also be like, I had to take the vaccine because it would have lost my job?
2: Well, maybe they couldn't get a new job tomorrow then, or maybe they didn't think they could. I mean, this has been a you know three-year process of watching it happen. And the unemployment signs, they didn't just, it wasn't the case just overnight that suddenly you could go into anywhere and get a new job, right?
1: I don't know. I, I remember during 2020 on Free Talk Live, there was all this talk about like, where the where are the jobs going? Oh, they're probably just uh, going off and taking the six hundred dollars a week uh, unemployment. That's where all the people are going for jobs. A lot jobs. of people were, yeah. It, there was already like a lot of un- a lot of people who wanted to hire people that had no one that wanted to work for them back in twenty twenty, and the vaccines started rolling out in twenty twenty one. It's just that I was talking about this conversation uh, with somebody at the state house the other day. I was just like, it, I never understood. Being like, oh, I cannot lose my job. Like, I, but maybe it's because I purposely never wanted to work anything that wasn't like entry level, so I could quit it if it was inconveniencing mm-hmm. me.
2: Yeah, seniority and pay wage increases i mean sure i could i could quit my job tonight and i can certainly find another job tomorrow doing whatever but i won't have the seniority i Mm -hmm. won't have the benefits i won't make as much money and i won't have the guaranteed hours yeah sure. i I can work as many hours as i want at my current job they're never going to tell me hey you work 20 hours you need to go home right i can work 110 hours a week if i want to i can't do that if i just quit my job and Let's yep. go to McDonald's. So sure, technically, I could find another job tomorrow. I'm, I have no doubt that I could, but it's not going to be as good. Yeah, you you wouldn't have the relationships, right? And there there's always going to be some sort of trade off, right? And maybe if they'd be like, okay, well, you got to get the vaccine if you want to keep your job. Maybe at that point, it becomes worth it to go find a different job if they don't also have that yeah. requirement. But because of all of those relationships that I've established and the fact that I've been there for so long, anyway. That little quote requirement never came into existence and Mm -hmm. if it did, it was just gonna get swept right under that rug anyway, where everyone just assumed I was vaccinated and I never actually had to be. Nice. Which is how it ended up playing out anyway. No one's ever asked me if I'm vaccinated. Everyone just either assumes that I am or they know they're or they know that I'm not, so they purposely don't don't ask ask me the question. Yeah. What you don't
0: know can't hurt you.
2: Right. In mid-November of last year, Mr. Anderson, and it, uh, he's the owner of First Class Tattoo, blah blah blah, he started getting calls from clients who had booked day-long tattoo sessions, saying they could only afford shorter ones or were pulling out altogether. Mr. Anderson specializes in tattoo projects that often take five or six all-day sessions to complete. <sighs> Good wow. lord, had fifteen cancellations for full-day slots in December.
0: Damn,
2: that's more along the lines of what I would expect. People, that's brutal. Yeah, but I mean, what, what? What do you want done to your body that is worth an all-day tattoo session in
0: the first place? I don't, you know how t- tattoo people are. I mean, a lot of them are are like totally hooked on it. Like they just keep on getting them. As long as they got a spare inch, they're gonna get a tattoo.
2: I guess, but there, there's better ways. Look, if you want to make Daddy angry, just just date a black dude or something. That, that'll but look, do it. This is the way he makes
0: his money, and he lost 15. That's half a month. Yeah. That's half a month's worth of bookings, presuming he works all 30 days a month. So it's probably more than half. He's only
2: working uh, five days a week. Yeah, he's saying people calling up, this is, in 15 years, I've never seen this. They don't have the money to spend right now. Well, that's, you yeah. know, like
1: a, like a luxury thing. Right, you know, if you're, right. that's what people are going to cut. Yeah, if you're yeah. poor, you're not going off and getting a tattoo unless yeah. you're just really dumb.
2: They're cutting the luxury
0: things, and uh, because they still got to buy food. Uh, there's more coming up here. I mean, do you want the eggs or do you want a tattoo? You can join us here, 603-283-6160. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, and you can join the show here even now. There's plenty of time for you if you dial in at 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. You can join us online. Just head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have there for you. Once again, that is Free Talk Live. Com. here tonight it's ian
1: it's bonnie and aria
0: whether you want to comment on the economy or whatever happens to be on your mind we also discussed the library case a lot earlier in the show tonight uh bonnie does have a story about a apparently a judge committing suicide in a little bit we can share that with you as well and don't forget you can join us online anytime we do have our own social media platform we run it it's open source it's self-hosted it is a mastodon system uh we've apparently run into some troubles doing the upgrade there was supposed to be an upgrade done last week i don't know when it's going to be done when it's done uh we do know the upgrade is available i'm looking forward to seeing if it adds any decent features to the back end because i'm so tired of hitting these (laughs) these reports from all these wussies on these other mastodon servers that just can't handle freedom of speech like we have on our servers so they'll they'll report one of our users for something that our users said. And it's just like, we don't care what you, we don't, we don't care
2: that you don't like our users.
0: You yeah, know? I mean, block them a block in.
1: button. Yeah, that's right. why I don't understand. I have like at least two people blocked on there. One of well, the-,
2: the reports we got was so obviously bad. It was like, this person keeps interacting with me despite my request for them not to interact. <laughs> I'm like, dude, just, just hit
0: the block yeah, button. Yeah,
2: instead of tagging in an admin to block the person for you and get them you know freaking removed from the platform, just click the block but button. But the worst
0: thing is, We're saying this on the radio, but we can't tell the person who reported this because it doesn't tell us who it is. It just says someone from the server that the someone is on. Because remember, Mastodon is decentralized, so there's like thousands of Mastodon servers. So we can identify the server, but if there's like 200 people or 2,000 people on that server, we don't know who it was that actually made the report. So it's like the least transparent Form of reporting system. If we had the name of the person who was giving the report, I would take the time to go tell that person to cut it out and use the block. Don't be such a pussy
2: and use the block button.
0: Like, learn how this works.
2: (laughs) I think I'd be a little nicer than that. (laughs) I would hope.
0: I maybe I get a little more frustrated as they continued to uh, to report. Yeah, but uh, anyway, I'm hoping the new version has better features, but I have no expectation that it will because the problem with Mastodon is it's programmed by a bunch of uh, commies. Out in, in Europe or a bunch of socialists or I mean,
2: Which is so. fine because they allow us to have our, you know, little anarcho-capitalist. Well, they can't stop us. <laughs> True.
0: So, like, <laughs> when they uh, when Gab went on uh, the Mastodon, they, they had an S-fit about it, but they couldn't stop Gab because it is an open source project. Just so. disfederate from them they did. If that's what you want. They did. And some of them have disfederated from our server.
2: Uh, And I'm heartbroken about it.
0: (laughs) Check it out at social.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones here. Ricky is on the line in Pennsylvania, a.k.a. Ricky from the Commonwealth.
3: That is me, brother, Ian. Thank you very much.
0: Dude, how long has it been? Like five years since you've called this show? I believe so what has been happening to you i I mean there's all kinds of theories about what happened to you like
2: oh do
3: tell i'd love to hear a little
2: i
0: I don't know there was just it's been so long since i've heard the theories i mean it's been five years since you've called in
2: yeah we had a discord server then so i mean we'd have to look on there for those but that got got deleted yeah so what's been going on man What, what what happened to you
3: long story brother ian it's too long. D-
0: weren't you like wearing a Confederate flag or something like that? What was the last thing you called about? It was something you were doing something on like the city bus or, I don't even remember what it was.
3: Yeah, actually, that was I. Uh, there was a, there was a problem uh, with wearing uh, my uh, Confederate flag. On okay, the
0: I remembered it. Okay, very good.
3: That was the end. Yeah. Yeah, I think some people thought
0: something happened to you over that. You know, like like there was a there was somebody thought you might have gotten in a fight on the bus system or something over your your flag.
3: Well, well, not to that extent. Okay, that's uh, good. Yeah, I can't get away with that no more. It's very disappointing. I cringe every time I people hear people say that it's a traitorous flag, and I'm like, how can it be a traitorous flag when the battle flag in North uh, Virginia? Is well, I'm going to be traitorous when you're doing something you're allowed
1: to do, right?
2: Well, it was treasonous you know to the like, United I, States I, government. I mean, that was that was the whole point. Excuse me. The whole point of the rebellion, the Confederacy, was to be traitorous to the United States government. That that was like literally the that point. Not, uh, yeah,
1: I don't know. Correct. I don't know if that's true because that trading, being a traitor it's isn't just saying, "Hey, I'm out." It's not a
3: death oh. It's not a death pack, Mr. Aria.
2: Well, that makes them a traitor, though, if you're like, OK, look, I'm no, you're no, not stabbing traitor, him in the back. Yeah,
1: traitor traitors when you like provide process. comfort to the enemy. Oh, wait, or...
3: Whoa, 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 whoa. They went through the process as it's des- described in the Constitution. They got their signatures. They sent their damn letter letter. The legislature of South Carolina voted, they blew it away, and that
0: was it. Look, I'm not saying they were in the wrong. There is no process in the Constitution, by the the way. Ricky, Ricky, there is no process in the Constitution for leaving the United States, which is why you can leave the United States without having to ask permission. You don't have to get any signatures and present them to the federal government. You can just declare independence.
1: The traitor was Lincoln, traitor against humanity. That's a
0: good point. Go ahead.
3: Brother Ian, it is described where it even goes into the. A lot, there's a line where it says, "The process is you have to secede as a whole. No. You can't do it in part, like New York no. City wants to do for New What's York." What's the State. section? Oh, I don't know. It's because it's, it it's not in it there. It's not in there. It is there. No,
0: me, dude, I'm honest. not going to believe you because we we've researched this recently. When New Hampshire, I know maybe you haven't been listening for the last five years, but last maybe year. Not. New Hampshire uh, had the proposal that would have could have gone onto the ballot had the state reps voted for it, but the, sadly most of them didn't. Uh, but uh, but we would have declared peaceful independence from the United States, and the reason why we can do that without having to ask permission is because there's nothing in the Constitution that expl- explains how to leave. It's just it's left up to the states by via the the Tenth Amendment.
3: Well, it's interesting you say that because there was a, an incident. At the time of Jefferson, when he was president, uh, when when uh, Virginia wanted to leave, and there was a back and forth between the letters. And originally, Jefferson was saying, nah, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Nah, nah, nah. But on the last letter, he says, in his words, do what you must. Now, Virginia didn't do that, ultimately, at that time. It wouldn't be for, like, another 60 years, you know. But it shows that this is not new. And I think people should be able to leave like Texas. Texas wants to leave, let them leave. I saw somebody
1: made a great point today. Uh, I don't know how old this makes them, but they said when they were born, there were only 48 states in the Union. And I had to look it up because I was like, when were Alaska and Hawaii put in again? Like, how old would that make him? And it was 1959. So, like, there are people living today that were alive when there were 48 states in the Union. It's not like 50 is set in stone, you know?
3: Well, actually, miss, I may miss by. Mm-hmm. there's a, actually in the reality, there's only 46 states. There's four Commonwealths.
0: Oh, Ooh, what are the what are the four commonwealths, Virginia? Massachusetts,
3: Massachusetts, Kentucky, oh. uh, Virginia in and Pennsylvania?
2: In I didn't know Kentucky. What, what is the difference between a state <laughs> and a commonwealth?
3: Well, simply put, if you look at it in the dictionary, it goes back to exactly uh, the early p- part of our government. You know, uh, a, a state is uh, something with a very strong central government. You know, and then you have a commonwealth is, uh, is, a, is a territory uh, that is, or, or if you will, and our case ratified, that is uh, of the people, for the people, by the people, <laughs> the powers in the people.
0: It's the exact you know, same thing, just democracy. with a bunch of BS malarkey uh, surrounding it. I mean, look, the, uh, the Massachusetts, the state of Massachusetts isn't some low power state run by the people. It's a total tyrannical despotism.
3: Well, that's Massachusetts' problem, and part of the reason is the way they handle their courts. That's one of their biggest problems. You know, there's a big difference between Massachusetts and uh, Pennsylvania. Now, our closest sister would be Virginia, and that's been that way since the beginning of this country.
2: But doesn't Pennsylvania and Virginia, don't they have the same problems of an overgrown, uh, tyrannical state as, you know, Massachusetts? No, No,
3: that brings me... is something that I was going to get into. Tonight. See, I didn't know but we like, had, you know... Virginia, as, you can't well, even wow. have a
2: speed... Uh, you can't even
0: have a radar detector in Virginia. And Philadelphia well, getting, is I'm, so nasty. I'm very,
3: to, huh? I'm very lucky to be in PA. Good example. Look at Governor Shapiro, our new governor. I have no idea who, have who that is. Mm-hmm. We have this thing between him and Mastriano, that Christian nationalist.
0: All names oh, I, don't, cool. I don't have any recognition of. All I know is liberty-minded activists like Derek J escaped uh, Jeremy Kaufman, who we spoke about in the first hour and a half of the show, the founder of library, he escaped from Philadelphia as
3: well. Well, Philly's is like its own little world, you know? So. It's
0: part of uh, Pennsylvania, isn't it?
3: It is, it is. but and I've you always know,
1: heard that it's more expensive to live in a Commonwealth because they take more taxes from you. Is that true? That's
3: not true. Oh. Like, for example, when I pay my cell phone bill, all I got to pay is six cents sales tax. I don't have to pay tax on food. I don't have to pay tax on clothing. You know? so I we're pay no sales tax.
0: Yeah, we uh-huh. live in New Hampshire. There's no clothing or food tax here, unless it's prepared well, food. Yes. Which, is Which, is great. Prepar-
3: Which is great, and it should be that. But we're is not there, a Commonwealth.
0: Is there a prepared food tax in uh, Pennsylvania, meaning that if you go to a restaurant, is there a tax on the bill
2: there?
3: Uh, that's a good question. Actually, they're, they were trying to do that for a while. Do they still do it? Well, if they have I a sales
2: think, tax, yeah. then by definition they do, right? Huh? If they have a sales tax, then by definition they have a tax on prepared food.
3: Well, I don't. Th- I don't actually get one when I go to a restaurant. Like if I go, to you a pay a
2: sales, sales tax, tax, right?
3: I know that. I pay a sales tax. Yes. Yeah, What's the sales that's a tax
0: on prepared food? What's the 6% sales tax in six percent?
3: Six percent on non-food or clothing items. Mm-hmm.
2: So, if it's not lower taxes that separate a commonwealth from a state, and it's not the un unoverbearingness of their government, then what again is it that separates a commonwealth from a state?
3: Well, I mean, for I mean, there are a lot of similarities in Pennsylvania and New Hampshire. Ian pointed that out, and there is uh, the way we handle. Uh, the right to bear arms, as an example. Right, but it sounds uh, like there is
2: no difference.
0: And there you're is just no inventi- difference.
3: It's just nonsense.
1: Do you have constitutional carry in Pennsylvania?
3: Not yet. <laughs> we do have, but we do have, we do have open carry. Really? Fact, it, man- without oh, yeah, a, without
0: have. a license?
3: Yes, and you don't have to register in PA anyway. Oh, wow, I'm in surprised. Fact, in fact, it's illegal for the law enforcement to keep a registry. So, you know? were
0: you calling about any specific reason tonight, Ricky, or just calling to you know check in and uh, you know I say was. hi?
3: I was going to talk about the madness that has become the Republican Party, something I've never seen. But I don't know if I have time, brother. Yeah,
0: yet. you got time. What, what about the Republican okay. Party?
3: Well, I mean, I've seen things like I've never seen before. I mean, you know, after the Trump years, you know, I'm watching what happened in this uh, new election, 2022, to midterms. I see things like I've never seen before. I can't, first of all, I can't see a party that could do more things wrong than these guys did, Uh, number one. Can you give us an example? Okay. There are three topics. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Anti-abortion, lowering taxes, and tough on crime. Now, all of that was a lie. Just judging by their first week as they took over from the House after that spineless jackass Kevin McCarthy—I don't want to call him speaker. He don't deserve it. Took over, you know. But I mean, so right you're here,
0: saying you don't crazy. believe the Republicans are going to lower taxes?
3: Oh, I know they're not because they are. Was there a time when
0: you over? actually did think they would? No,
3: okay. <laughs> not my lifetime. Yeah, Mm-mm. okay. You know? I'm with you. Uh, but they're but, liars. Oh, they're the worst. They're the worst. I mean, well, the terrible. Democrats
0: are bad too. They also lie.
3: Oh, but, dude, to no expense, Brother Ian, I mean, I've never seen anything like these guys, you know. I mean, you can, you got guys like uh, running like Herschel Walker, as an example. You got this, uh, you got Trump, you know, and an answer to him is he's still a criminal. To answer your question, Sister uh, Aria, you see, the problem with Trump is he took all this stuff, 325 classified documents. Thousands of other documents and then a file and a bunch of file folders. They say top secret. because he says they were a cool keepsake. And there's a problem <laughs> with this. They're not his damn documents. They belong to the American people. A year went by. Well, isn't he one he of the American project.
0: people? Huh? Isn't he one of the American people? Why shouldn't he be able to have a copy?
3: Because they belong to all
2: of us, not him. Well, they're they're
3: copies. copies. You can get yeah, them somewhere else. Let me else.
2: make a copy. A copying isn't theft, right?
3: Uh, when you just take stuff about any authorization, well, yeah. He, he just and took no a copy of it. it.
0: Surely they aren't the only copy. I mean, it's government. You know they got to have forms in triplicate at, at least.
3: Well, they probably do, but nobody's even aware of this, you know?
1: You, I just don't care.
0: Who cares about you their their, said... their dumb copies of their stupid
3: laws if it's or whatever not they have?
1: By definition, that they're keeping it secret from all of us? So how does it belong to all of us? What?
3: Well, it's classified information, but technically... It's our information because we pay them. That's right, it it's like about all about the rooms when, Ad- in the-
1: when Edward Snowden came out with some classified information that was supposed to belong to all of us, uh, they got mad and, you know, tried to put him in jail.
0: Yeah, they still would if they had the chance to get their hands on him. It's like, Bunny, it's like the, all the rooms in City Hall that you can't go into, but yet you're forced to pay for it's your they're your rooms. You just have no access to them and no control over them.
2: And no uh, ownership claim of them.
1: The people that work in there don't want to answer any of your questions and will call security if you ask them what yeah. their name is.
0: In the same way, the Commonwealth is your government. You're just not part of it.
1: Well,
3: actually, the good news is I really am part of it. We oh, are you working well. for them? No, but I mean, as far as electing our officials and getting rid of them, that we do very well here. You know? Could have fooled me. What if you oh. voted for
1: someone who lost? Well, yeah,
3: and, we, and, and when we do our referendums, the stuff goes.
2: Swapping you know, out one bad. bureaucrat for another doesn't seem to me to be, like, worth bragging about.
1: I'm pretty sure it's possible to live your entire life in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and everybody you have ever voted for lost, so then are you not part of the Commonwealth?
3: Well, no, What do you mean? What, should you
1: repeat that? If everyone you ever voted for lost and didn't get elected... Does, does that still make you part of the Commonwealth? Because you're voting, even though everyone you voted for lost.
3: Well, of course it does. You, your say matters as much. Like I'm going to be calling the a few governor, a few officials in the future. I'm be calling Governor Shapiro. I ignored his answer on this. I'm be calling Matthew Cartwright, to state, the uh, the U.S. representative. Oh, you know
0: what? It really bugs me. People dropping names. I don't know who these people are, and I don't care who. Well, they are.
3: they're members. Of, they're members of the government. And the reason why I thought
2: you were a time. member of the government. No. Oh, okay. So there, there is a difference between you and the government. Of course, there is. I'm okay. not a member. Of so you're the not government. part of the government. No. Okay. How,
1: how do you feel about Pennsylvania voting in that dead guy this year?
3: What dead guy?
1: I I thought the was member that, that was that Pennsylvania. It wasn't Pennsylvania? I don't was know it? where it was. I thought that that happened. No,
3: that wasn't here, that wasn't sweetheart. I don't think so. Uh, course- I'm just
2: happy we established that you recognize that you are, in fact, not the government and that the government is an entity that is distinct and separate from you. And I don't know. Do you think they rule over you? No.
3: Here's the thing. They're here basically in Pennsylvania. They're here to service. They really operate that way. <laughs> if, they, if they don't, they don't last. They get voted out. I know I've been here long enough.
1: Yeah, it was Pennsylvania. Oh, my God. I voted in a dead guy. His name was Anthony DeLuca. He was dead for uh, a month before he got elected.
0: Pennsylvania, by the way, uh, has a $45.2 billion state budget which is up from like 40 and change billion in 2021. So like the the state budget sure does keep increasing over there. It doesn't seem like they're concerned with uh, the size of government at all. They're making the government bigger there. Is that, that's, that must be what the people want, right, Ricky?
3: Well, I mean, the fact of the matter is there is one good positive, at least that happened lately. Uh, for the first time that I've been around anyways, there's actually a Democratic legislature by one seat.
2: This is a good thing. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, because I'd like to see recreational weed come to PA, and that's what my folks. Y'all don't is. even have that, that yet.
1: Yeah, for some reason I thought that Pennsylvania that. Really
3: no, we, me- we got medical. The problem um, is the Republican legislature; they couldn't even bring it to the floor. Well, I
0: thought There's that. The, I thought that the Commonwealth means that the people get what they want.
3: They do. We, we there was a vote on medical. We got that. But, you that, know, but that you doesn't, know,
0: doesn't medical. help. That doesn't help. Everybody. Has there been any
1: polling on the people of the Commonwealth to find out if they want recreational marijuana? Uh
3: officially, not that I've heard. No, people you just
0: aren't paying attention. Medicine. I guarantee you, there's polling out there. There's the people in the United States across almost every state support the idea of uh, cannabis being
3: legal. Oh, most definitely, most definitely, brothery. And I know the Democrats have wanted for federal for years.
0: So let's say they legalize pot. 66%, by the way, in favor of, uh, this was in September of 2022, 66% of registered Pennsylvania voters are in favor of legalization of recreational marijuana, according to a CBS News poll. I mean, it was
3: that easy to find it. it, Well, it looks like they can't. Yeah, it looks like they don't actually own the government. There might be a chance now that there actually is a Democratic legislature can be brought to the fore. And that's why I want to be making it. It didn't
0: help in the United States. Like there's been a Democratic legislature there and they didn't do it.
1: Federally. Jersey did it. No, but
0: federally.
3: Yeah, federally it didn't work. So let's say that Pennsylvania. There's an easy answer to that. The problem is the Republicans are knee deep in bed with big pharma. And the reality is. Recreational weed. Have you been paying
0: attention to what happened after COVID? Because uh, the if, Democrats uh, are also knee deep with big pharma. I don't know if you noticed that.
3: And, yeah, I, the, the, the whole the whole crowd of COVID shots a mess as far as I'm concerned. I didn't take it, nor would I. You know, I you don't
0: are, I got to say, Ricky, you are an interesting character because on one hand. You would wear the Confederate flag as a, like a uniform. On the other hand, you support legal cannabis. You also think the Democrats are better off in charge. I mean, you're just full of all kinds of interesting uh, distinctions.
3: I'm an old school Democrat, Brother Ian, part of a dying breed. Would
0: you call yourself a blue dog Democrat?
3: A blue dog, that's a new term.
0: That's like the blue off. collar, right? Isn't that like the blue collar I've
1: heard it, but I'm Democrats? not sure what it meant. Old school? Well, uh, I I haven't
3: really heard of that. I'd probably be... Come on. I would probably be of the type of, say, a Kennedy or before, like that type, you know, that would be of that uh, ilk, if you will. (coughs) So then it's a dying breed.
2: I don't necessarily disagree with your politics there, Ricky. I'm I'm just confused. Let's say Pennsylvania legalizes pot. Then what? That doesn't bring anyone... that. That just allows people to smoke weed, right? I mean, that doesn't mm-hmm. do any great, wondrous things for humanity.
3: Actually, actually I disagree because one thing weed will do is, one, right off the top, it will greatly decrease the need for antidepressants. And more importantly, I'm an epileptic, and so my whole life, I take Tegretol. If I smoke three medium bowls a day, I don't have to take Tegretol.
0: Are you chiefing on a pipe no, right now because you were coughing a lot <laughs> earlier?
3: No, you know what it is? I think I caught bronchitis from somebody, my lady friend, who I rent a room from left in the house yesterday. But I think I'm catching bronchitis, unfortunately.
0: The Blue Dog Doesn't Democrats are a coalition of moderate House Democrats. So I guess I was wrong. They may not be blue-collar. Uh, the group is dedicated to fiscally conservative legislation and a strong national defense. They present themselves as the quote-unquote common-sense alternative to political extremism. So they're Republicans,
1: right? Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> sounds, I, I didn't it know it sounded that, that way. That's generally,
3: what I, that's generally what I hear a moderate is mostly, that moderates tend to lean more to the right than the left, it seems.
2: Well, when I hear but strong I was, national defense and fiscal conservatism, I don't think Democrats. Mm-hmm. I think, okay, that's a conservative.
1: Yeah, me either. I didn't well, know considering,
3: that. Considering how Putin's doing over there in Russia, where he's got to get third-party mercenaries to be part of his army to beat the Ukrainians, I don't think we need to pay 90% of our defense budget, budget to beat the Russians, you know?
1: I don't think we need to because it's none of our business.
0: So you're in favor of not subsidizing the Ukrainian military?
3: We, well, I mean, I thought about this long and hard. Do I, think Putin, do I think Putin should be just allowed to run rampant over him? No. Uh, and we're not giving them anything that's really great. We're giving them surplus and stuff like that. Aren't they
0: sending M1 Abrams tanks over now?
3: Uh, they just, just came up with that now. It's a little late. Everything's destroyed. It's a little late in the game, isn't it?
0: I'm pretty sure they're sending M1 Abrams tanks to yeah,
3: they did. That like, did, that's some that. pretty
0: serious equipment.
3: That's going to take a while. They've got to be trained in all of that. It's going to take a long time. Well, they're That's going to do
0: it. Meanwhile, Putin is calling up 500,000 uh, apparently reservists or or draftees or whatever.
3: Well, he's been using third-party mercenaries, you got. Three different groups. Okay, I so mean, are you in
0: favor of sending American money over to Ukraine or not?
3: Uh, answer, yes. And here's my reason why because they just can't fight against this guy and they, they so they, it's the u.s's job
0: to back up anybody <laughs> in the world who uh is having a conflict we should get involved in all kinds of international conflicts that's what you support that's the way that's sort of the status quo
3: i i that, I, I don't agree with that either and this is a tough one because like in the case of israel but disagree with that for years us picking the winner or that. israel you know it's a, israel so stay yeah. out
0: of the israeli conflict but get into the ukrainian one why
3: it's a bad situation. I don't even know if I agree with myself on this. Right? All right,
0: man. Well, hey, it's good to hear from you. Thanks for the call. I appreciate the different issues. I appreciate the discussion. Uh, here tonight, Ricky. Nice to hear from you. Glad to know you're uh, you're all right. And uh, thanks, too, thanks for the Thank call you. tonight. Don't be a stranger. We
1: can all agree that we all hate Lincoln.
0: Oh, did he say he hated Lincoln?
1: He agreed that the states should have been allowed just to secede. True, him.
0: that's a good point. All right, out of time for tonight. We'll see you tomorrow online. In the meantime, at FreetalkLive.com. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 15th through the 18th for the 7th annual ForkFest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out in 2022. For 2023, we're going back to where it all started, the weekend before Pork Fest. Fork ForkFest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 15th through the 18th. You can find out more at the unofficial website ForkFest.Party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. You can find links to those at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there June 15th through the 18th. ForkFest.Party.